0: Welcome back inside the MLB Radio Vaults. I'm Matt Wehmeyer. Following an eight-year playoff drought, the Atlanta Braves returned to the postseason in 1991, a year which began a staggering streak of 14 consecutive division titles. At the forefront of this franchise renaissance were a pair of pitchers whose careers would ultimately land them in Cooperstown, Tom Glavin and John Smoltz. It was a 24-year-old Smoltz who stood on the mound at Three Rivers Stadium in Pittsburgh on October 17, 1991, for Game 7 of the NLCS against the Pirates, pitching in the biggest game of his life. The task in front of Smoltz? To pitch the Braves back into the World Series for the first time in 33 years. It was a night which would begin to shape the pedigree of one of the greatest postseason pitchers the game has ever seen. With the call of Game 7 of the 1991 National League Championship Series, here are Jerry Coleman and John Rooney of CBS Radio. Creek River Stadium at
1: Pittsburgh. It's 335 down the line, 375 into the alleys. My pleasure now to bring my good buddy and friend, the man who takes you through the Chicago White Sox season and on Sunday Night Baseball on CBS, the radio network. Here's John Rooney. John, go for it. This is the big one. This is the big one, Jerry, and thank you. I'm really surprised at all the empty seats behind third base, this is in the upper deck now, all the way around to behind first base, and a lot of empty yellow seats, not just the top rows. That is the fact that tickets here in Pittsburgh are not sold in strips as they are elsewhere. In other words, if you buy a ticket for a seat, you get the first, second, sixth, and seventh game. They sold them individually. But right now, John, here comes the first batter. Go for it. Lonnie Smith leads off. Here's the wine by John Smiley. And the 20-game winner throws a high fastball. Lonnie Smith is 6 out of 21 in this series with two runs scored. He has three doubles while being hit by a pitch once and has been on with three walks. He has come on in the past three games with his bat The pitch, a swing and a foul off to the right, one ball, one strike. In the 10 3 loss to the Braves, Smiley lasted only two innings, allowing five hits, five runs all earned. He struck out two, hit a batter, and gave up a home run to Olsen. 58 degrees at game time, very, very pleasant in Pittsburgh. Very light breeze blowing here at the ballpark. A swing and a miss on a terrific changeup by Smiley. the count one and two on Lonnie Smith. Part of Smiley's problem in the first go-round was I think he lacked the composure that he needed, and that'll be tested tonight. If he can get through the first inning, he might have a whale of a game. He won two or three decisions against Atlanta this season. Four and four career against him. A ball high. First 0-1 in postseason play against the Braves. Two balls, two strikes. The outfielders play around toward right with Van Slyke. In right center field straight up in right field Bobby Bonilla straight up in left field however Barry Bonds with hitting room in deep left center. Here's the windup and the 2-2 pitch. Ball three high three and two. Now that's an erratic pitch. That's not even close. That was over his head. When you get that far off the strike zone it means that ball's flying out of your hand with a lot of not a you know not a lot of c- control or direction. Smiley stands to the third base side of the rubber. He says yes to the sign. the wind and the payoff. Ball four, high and outside. Lonnie Smith is on, leading off the game. That's exactly what manager Jim Leedy did not want John Smiley to do. Once you start that after a, a bad outing in this kind of competition, you can sometimes to start thinking about it, and then you go downhill. In game seven of the 1960 World Series, 20-game winner Vern Law started that, but he had won a couple of games earlier in the series. And there aren't too many similarities between that seven-game series and this one, Jerry, because there were a lot of runs scored in that Yankee Pirate World Series. Now they're either one big or lost big. One or the other. <laughs> We've had four one-run decisions already in this series. Here's the pitch to right-handed batting Terry Pendleton. Strike one with a fastball at the knees. Pendleton is batting a mere 160, four out of 25. He has a double, a triple, a run batted in, and a base on balls. Pendleton is 0 for Pittsburgh. He did not have a hit in game one, game two, nor did he have one last night in game six. Here's the pitch from Smiley, swinging a ground ball, foul just wide of first, where Orlando Merced is holding against the runner Lonnie Smith. No balls, two strikes on Pendleton. Jose Lane and Jay Bell play up the middle, looking for the double play from second and shortstop, and the third baseman, Steve Bouchel is deep behind the bag at third and off the line. The catcher tonight is Mike Lavalier with 26-year-old John Smiley starting for the second time in this league championship series. 0-2 on Pendleton. He chokes the bat with two strikes. Lavalier takes a long time putting down the signs. The pitch on the way. A swing and a ground ball right side fielded foul by Merced near the bag. Pretty good movement by Merced. He got on that ball even though it was foul. It's nice to have uh, the hammer with us again tonight. Henry Aaron, the vice president with the Atlanta Braves, who's got a very strong rooting interest in who wins this game tonight. So, Hank, if you start to shake a little bit, we'll understand why. It's already shaking. (laughs) (laughs) But how about Willie Stargell? Willie played for the We Are Family Pirates. And he is in the minor leagues as an instructor right now with the Atlanta Braves. So he said he's hoping that if Atlanta doesn't win, he hopes it can be Pittsburgh. Now, come on. Is that walking a rope or what? Well, when you get that tight, you got to, you know, travel that very narrow line. Now the fans come to life. 0-2 on Pendleton. Uh, moved to first base by Smiley. And back in standing up, Lonnie Smith. Smith has one steal while getting caught twice in this league championship series. Jimmy Williams goes through the signs in rapid fashion from the third base coach's box. Pat Corrales is coaching at first for Atlanta. Hitting room in deep left center field for Pendleton. The defensive alignment in the outfield is much the same for Pendleton as it was for Lonnie Smith. Smiley from the stretch, the high set, and the pitch. A swing and a foul back below us. Still no balls and two strikes. Now, John Smiley is not blowing hitters away. Walked the first man. Now he's getting deep into the count of Pendleton. He's uh, thrown several pitches 0 and 2. He's fouled off about three. So, Smiley is having a battle with the number two hitter. Right behind him comes the big power on the ball club, Ron Gantt. Terry Pendleton with an 0-2 count. Hanging tough against John Smiley, who is ready. Here's the pitch. A little bit low. One ball, two strikes. Atlanta is trying to become only the third team in National League Championship Series history to win the final two games of the series on the road to claim the pennant. The Los Angeles Dodgers won two straight on the road in 1977 at Philadelphia for a 3-1 series win and won two straight at Montreal in 1981 for a 3-2 series decision. The 1980 Phillies won twice at Houston, both in 10 innings, to claim a 3-2 series and advance to the World Series. There's a ball in the dirt, blocked by LaVallier on a breaking pitch. Bounced out in front of the plate, two and two. Well, right now, John Smiley is having what you would call a struggling inning. He's not getting ahead of the hitters, and when he does, then he can't finish them off. And so far, the first two batters have coughed up maybe about 13 pitches, and when you get that deep in the count and you throw that many pitches somewhere down the line, you have to leave the game. Terry Pendleton is the batter. Two balls, two strikes. Ronnie Smith at first. Nobody up. We're just underway in Game 7 of the 1991 National League Championship Series. Bigoff moved to first, and Lonnie Smith is back in. So Lonnie Smith, not a bad base runner in his heyday. He stole almost 70 bases one year, and he stole a base last night and lost it when he went flying by the bag. So you got to watch him. He'll take off. Smith has his right foot on the carpet out of the dirt area around first base. Artificial turf at Three River Stadium. Another move to first, and Smith is back in. Part of the great gift of the left-hand pitchers, and for the catcher especially, he can hold those runners tight much better than the right-hander. Mike LaVaglia, the catcher, pretty good man behind the plate with an average arm. Doesn't have a cannon, but good enough to get a man, provided you hold him tight at first base. Terry Pendleton with a two-and-two count. He was fighting off pitches after falling behind 0-2. Here comes a swing and a ground ball up the middle, off the glove of lean into center field. Bonnie Smith will advance to third base. Van Slake throws in to Bell, covering second, and Terry Pendleton gets his first hit in this series in Pittsburgh. Overall, that's his fifth. You know, we talk about a game of inches. Had Lean been one step closer to the bag, he'd have caught the ball or knocked it down and maybe had to play at second base. That flew off his glove as he made a headlong dive to try to stop it. And very suddenly, manager Jim Lee in this thing, very nervous about his pitcher out there. The bullpen is cranking up. Boy, it didn't take long to get him going. Atlanta has scored six first inning runs in this series. They got four in one game. That's when Smoltz beats Smiley. In game three at Fulton County Stadium. Now here's Ron Gant, the center fielder. Bob Walk goes down there, Jerry. He's down there and didn't take long. He's a pro, and maybe Jim Lehman feels he needs someone to stop what's happening because it looks like it could be bad for the Pittsburgh. This is a game, there's no tomorrow. tomorrow is game one of the World Series. Dave Tomlin, the starter in the other game, uh, earlier is throwing as well, along with Bob Walker, left-hander. Here's the pitch, and Gant takes a breaking ball low. Gantt is 6-for-24 in this series, including a double and a home run. Smiley having a difficult first inning. almost feel he's forcing the ball right now, and the more uh, difficult it gets, the tougher it gets on him. Runners at the corners, nobody out for Atlanta. Smiley nods yes to the side from the high set, the kick, the pitch a little bit low two balls and no strikes well, right now John Smiley is probably on his prayer rug saying give me a ground ball for a double play to kill this inning, I'll give up the run but let me get out of this spot, but the way it's going he's behind in the count of the most dangerous hitter on the ball club, Ron Gant Ron Gant got on with a walk, he stole his sixth base and came in on a double by Greg Olson for the game's only run last night the six bases is a league championship series record the pitch a swing he popped him up foul on the right side that will drift out of play with the count two and one on Gantt yeah. Derry Pendleton stealing bases during the regular season had 10 while getting caught twice. He has not attempted a steal in this series, and Jerry, he hasn't been on very much. Well, he had not had a chance to run a lot, and usually uh, Terry slowed down a little bit like most players do after they go by 30. You know, it's hard to steal his bases and take the beating of sliding day after day. He never was a real speedster, but a very heady, very smart base runner. <laughs> Pendleton has a safely lead at first with Merced holding there. Pendleton is not out of the dirt area. There's a swing and a foul ball back, two and two on Gantt. Give Smiley credit. He was behind 2-0 and, oh, and he threw two fastballs and Gant just got a piece of them not much. The only wet area on the artificial turf tonight is in right, right center field. And a little spot right out in front of home plate. It was a chilly day in Pittsburgh today, but the sun was out. And a pleasant evening with a temperature 58 degrees at game time. Two balls, two strikes, first inning, nobody out. The pitch to Gant inside. It's a full count. Gant almost leaned into that hard slider inside. Here comes a major pitch for John Smiley. Pendleton will be off and going. Three and two of the count. And with Gantt up there, there's a big, big pitch for John Smiley and for the Atlanta Braves as well to see what can happen here early on. Ronnie Gant with a big, deep breath. And now he stands back in a widespread stance even with the plate. Smiley from the stretch. The runners lead from first and third. The pitch on the way. A swing and a fly ball left field. Barry Bonds moves back to the track. He's at the wall and makes the catch. Lonnie Smith tags and comes in to score, giving Atlanta a 1-0 lead. That came within about six feet of hitting the wall and maybe going over, and Barry Bonds, one of the best fielders in all of baseball, made it look fairly easy. He turned tail, just took off of the wall, looked up, and there it was, and now here comes Ray Miller to have a chat with his left-hander to see what's going on out there. So the Atlanta Braves have now outscored the Pirates 7-2 to in the first inning of games in this seven-game series. And, you know, after that run they got last night in the ninth inning, that was 26 consecutive innings without a run for the Atlanta Braves. They didn't think they'd ever score again. David Justice is the batter. Ray Miller is on the mound. The pitching coach for the Pirate talks it over with John Smiley and catcher Mike Lavallier. So again, sacrifice fly is the first out of the game. Now here's right fielder David Justice the cleanup batter. Five out of 22. Four runs scored, a double, a home run, and two runs batted in. Justice stands in, a left-handed batter against the left-handed pitcher, John Smiley. A lead at first for Terry Pendleton. Again, a very safe lead. Here's the pitch. Strike ball with a breaking ball over at the knee. Whatever Ray Miller said, it had some effect on Smiley. He came right at Justice, a dangerous batter. The outfielders play Justice to pull. The infielders look for a ground ball to turn and a, a double play to get this inning. Out of the way for John Smiley. Smiley walked the leadoff man, Smith, gave up a double to Pendleton, and a sacrifice fly to Gann. Off-speed pitch, low. One ball, one strike. Smiley throws a fastball, a hard slider, curveball, and a changeup. Most of all, he needs strikes right now to get the ball over the plate and get ahead of the hitters. Smiley from the high set. Here's the pitch. There's a curveball high, two and one. Just Homer in the first game of this series. That was after Pittsburgh had the game put away, Jerry. It was a five-nothing ball game until the home run. Yeah. Well, here's the guy that Smiley has to get. He's a left-hand batter, and usually the left-hand pitchers handle left-handers better than they do right-handers. Brian Hunter's behind him, a pretty good right-hand batter in the on-deck circle. Let's see what happens on two-and-one. Swing and a foul ball back to the screen. Two balls, two strikes. Dodgers played a seven-game series in 1988. The Cardinals and Giants went to the seventh game in '87. The American League: the Red Sox and Angels in '86, in '85, the Royals beat the Blue Jays in seven. The fans chant, "Let's go, Bucks!" The 2-2 pitch, swing and a miss. He got him. Justice is out on strikes. Two down was a big out for Smiley now that's got to give a little bit of a confidence factor he's given up one run he had a little bit of a I guess you'd call a, an eight unstable start here but if he can get Ryan Hunter and get out of it with only one run he's done a pretty good job for himself the way he started, it started looked like he might blow the whole inning a hard slider down and away got just as reaching and with two men out here's Hunter Hunter is four for 14 with a run scored a double and an RBI in the series Pendleton is still at first base He was there with nobody out. He's there with two men out. Tomlin is the only pitcher throwing down the right field line now. A swing and a long one to left field. If it's fair, it's a two-run homer. It is gone. A home run for Brian Hunter. And the Braves jump out to a 3-0 lead. He got by Justice, but he couldn't get by Brian Hunter, a very unheralded young hitter. He's a first baseman, and this year had 12 home runs and 50 RBIs in less than half a year. And that might have been the blow of the season for the entire Atlanta Braves ball club. We'll have to wait and see how John Smoltz does when he comes out. Well, Brian Hunter gave Smiley all kinds of trouble. When you look back to game three with two men out, Ronnie Gant got a double. David Justice doubled, Brian Hunter doubled to make it two to one, and Greg Olson, the batter right now, he had a two-run homer. Olson takes strike one from Smiley on the outside corner. With the Braves pitching the way it is, if Smoltz has one of his good days, Pittsburgh's got a real problem on their hands, so they've got to hope that Smoltz will have some of the yips. The pitch on the way is swung on and hit hard through the hole, it's short into left field, the base hit. Olson collects his eighth hit and 22 advance in this series. And boo, go the Pirate fans here at Three River Stadium. Three hits in the inning, a walk, three runs are home. Olsen is at first for Mark Lemke. Well, it's a desperate situation when you got to take your pitcher out, and there he goes, and before he finishes the first inning. Boy, that's a tough break for John Smiley, who's a marvelous pitcher, won 20 games, but in postseason play has not been able to do the job. And Jim uh, Leland just went out there to look at it. I, I got to get somebody to get these guys out. While the new pitcher comes on to warm up, and that's going to be right-hander Bob Wal. Let's pause for this word. With Jerry Coleman, I'm John Rooney at Three Rivers Stadium in Pittsburgh. We're still in the top half of the first inning, and Jim Leland has had to make a pitching change. Jerry, after 27 pitches, John Smiley is gone. Well, you got a veteran pro out there, Bob Walk, who can shut you down. He's one of those guys who may not go nine, but for five or six innings, he might just close the door. So the Braves had to keep going here, and, of course, the, whatever happens, you got to find out what John Smoltz is going to do when he comes out to pitch. Here's Lemke, a swing and a miss on an off-speed pitch from Walk. Walk is working in his third league championship series game this season, a 180 ERA. He has one save. He saved game one for Doug Grayback. Five innings, three hits, one earned run, a home run ball, that was to Justice. Two strikeouts and no bases on balls. The Braves have hit 176 against him. The pitch to Lemke, a swing and a ground ball past the mound to the shortstop bell. He races for second and just does beat Greg Olson. Six unassisted on the force play. The top of the first inning is over. But the Braves score three runs on three hits with a big blast, a two-run homer by Brian Hunter a happening of play. It's the Braves 3 with the Pirates coming to bat at Three Rivers Stadium. Well, part of the game of pitching is the composure of the pitchers on the mound. Obviously, John Smiley had a tough outing when he gave up three runs and three hits. He threw 27 pitches that took 21 minutes. And now it goes over to John Smoltz let's see what he can do if he can control his emotions and get the ball over the plate and go after the Pittsburgh Pirates Atlanta has a good chance but if he becomes erratic then watch out anything can happen he threw 105 pitches in six and a third innings in the victory in game three Jerry but life wasn't a day at the beach for him Merced hit a home run in the first inning he left a couple of runners on in the third gave up a run and left two men on in the fourth inning He had just enough to get by the Pittsburgh Pirates. Right now he's working with a 3-0 lead. And the pitch is strike on the outside corner to Orlando Merced, leading off the bottom of the first. Well, I think Atlanta has to remember Pittsburgh has nine at bats, and now the Pirates are going to find out what they're made of. Merced hit a home run on the first pitch of the game against Smoltz in Atlanta. And a half swing, he goes too far on a slow curveball out of the strike zone. No high fastballs out over the plate for that first pitch. <laughs> Gets Merced tonight. Mm-mm. <laughs> Merced back in with the count, nothing and two. Here's the wind and the pitch from Smoltz, a swing and a line shot through the box into center field, a base hit. That pitch was too good on 0-2, Jerry. Out over the plate. That's yeah, a major mistake by Smoltz. He got ahead of the hitter, nothing at two, and then laid one right down the center. And Merced said, thank you, sir, and hit it. So here comes Jay Bell. The Pittsburgh Pirates, they're not out of it by a long shot. They have a long way to go in the ballgame. Jerry, talk about the Atlanta dugout last night when you were down there in the ninth inning when Andy Van Slyke hit that rocket off the back wall, foul on the bullpen down the right field line. The entire air in the stadium was sucked up by everybody on the bench. They almost froze. A fastball low to Jay Bell, and this crowd is into it. I'm still surprised this is not a packed stadium for a seventh and deciding game. A lot of open seats in the outfield, in the yellow and orange sections. From the stretch, the pitch to Bell. Slider low and outside. Two balls, no strikes with Merced at first base. Nobody out in the bottom of the first inning. The top half took 21 minutes, so that was a long rest in between the warm-up and the first pitch thrown in this game by the starter, John Smoltz, for Atlanta. A new baseball is thrown into play to Smoltz. Smoltz is backed up defensively by Terry Pendleton at third. Raphael Belliard at shortstop. Mark Lemke at second. And Brian Hunter at first. Greg Olson is doing the catching. He drove in the game winner last night. Ronnie Smith plays left. Ronnie Gatton center. David Justice in right. Here's the pitch. Low ball three. Three balls no strikes. Olson pops out in front of the plate. Flips the ball to Smoltz. Doug Harvey wants to inspect the baseball. And he'll throw a new one into play one thing you can't beat in most instances experience is a charm that gets you through Steve Avery doesn't know anything about that he just goes out and does a job he's 21 years old he's very unusual but for most young pitchers spots like this championship on the line final game of the 1991 season in the National League the pressure is immense and Smoltz now is showing some of that. said takes his lead at first here's the 3-0 pitch right down the middle at the knees strike one. Might be rushing his uh, delivery a little bit, too. He's getting rid of the ball awfully quick. No question. He's really pumped, Jay, for this start. You couldn't really tell that from Avery last night, though. It was another day at the office for him. Amazing. Here's the 3-1. A swing and a line drive base hit the center. Bell is on. Merced will stop at second. And the Pirates have Andy Van Schleid coming to the plate, representing the tying run in the bottom of the first inning. the pitching coach out there in a hurry. The way things have been going around here, you just don't know how it's going to work. And Leo Mazzoni, the pitching coach for the Atlanta Bears, may be taking a hike to the mound as well to try to settle in his right hand. The fans who did come out tonight, they're making some noise at Three Rivers Stadium with Vance Light standing in. He has a 4-for-21 series going. A home run, two runs batted in, two doubles. He has been on with five bases on ball. It's that base hit for Bell was number 11, who leads all the contenders. And last night, the final out of the game was Andy Van Slyke, fooled on an off speed pitch, but it wasn't a changeup, a straight change. It was a curveball by Alejandro Pena. And ball one on a fastball high and outside from John Smoltz to Van Slyke. First inning excitement. Three runs in the top half for the Braves. The Pirates have first and second with nobody out. And a long ball threat and events like batting with Bobby Bonilla on deck. Smoltz with the kick, the pitch, a strike call. A pitch down in the strike zone. One ball, one strike. However, it was in the zone. John Van Slyke is a dead fastball hitter. You can't serve him that fastball all night long. He'll get to it. you got to change speed, go in and out on him, but most of all, get something down the bridge. Get a double play if you can do it. The infield is a double play depth. The outfield plays Van Slyke to pull the pitch. Fastball low, two balls a strike. Decisions. Three one nothing ball games through the first six games. Already a three nothing lead for Atlanta. And the Pirates would like to come back with a run or two of their own. If not, three to take the lead, or take or tie the ball game in four to take the lead this inning. The pitch. A swing and a long one. Deep right field. It has a chance. Back to the wall. Just as he makes the catch, tagging up at second and going to third is Orlando Merced. First and third with one out, and Vance like just missed tying this ball game, Jerry. He hit a ball to the right side, like Gant did to the left side, pushing the fielder right to the wall. And for a minute, it looked as though it might be gone, but still, Schmolz is in hot water. He's got a lot of trouble out there. They're getting to him. Will this be the night that Barry Bonds breaks out? Well, see what Bobby Bonilla does first. He's the right fielder batting cleanup. Bonilla is six for 19 with two runs scored a couple of doubles a run batted in. he has walked six times the runners lead from the corner Smoltz pitch just a little bit low a breaking ball over the outside corner a borderline call going Bonilla's way you know Smoltz has a marvelous breaking ball and he's trying to power his way through with a fastball and these guys all can hit that fastball you better start working on that breaking stuff and set them up J. Bell leads away from first here's the pitch Check, swinging a ball in the dirt, and it's smothered by Olson. Well, they all swing. Re- they appeal to Eric Gregg, the third base coach, uh, the third base umpire. No swing. Now third base coach Gene Lamont, with hands on his hip, says something to his runner at third, Orlando Merced. Merced is the runner at third. Jay Bell at first base. Merced led off with a single. Bell followed with a base hit. And Evans-Like hit the ball to the wall in right field, placing runners at first and third. Bolts from the stretch. Here's the pitch. A swing and the ball is popped on the right side of the infield and will be caught by the second baseman, Mark Lemke, two down. That might have been the pitch of the inning right there to get Benia and freeze that runner at third base. When will Barry Bonds break out? He's three for 23. A run scored two walks. He has struck out four times, and time is running out for him, Jerry. Well, he's only going to get four or five at-bats in this ball game, so right now is one of them. He's a marvelous player, John, and he just hasn't been able to hit in the championship series. He had a bad series a year ago and not doing much as yet in this one. He comes up representing the tying run. Merced takes his lead away from third base. Bell, a big lead at first, and strike one with a fastball on the outside corner to Barry Bonds, batting 130 in this league championship series. the stretch John Smoltz the pitch on the way slow curveball strike there's that curveball it's a dandy man that thing breaks about two feet and it's sharp and has a lot of bite to it when you get it down you can't hit it he threw it on the corner knee high a perfect pitch 0-2 on Barry Bonds the runners lead from the corners Hunter plays behind Bell at first Here's the pitch. A swing and a hot shot up the middle, backhanded by Limpke, the second baseman. He throws on bonds. So after the Pirates placed runners at the corners, they did not score. After one full inning of play, it's Atlanta three. Pittsburgh nothing. We'll be back in just a moment. Six WFAN. Here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, after one inning of play, two young pitchers stayed. Stared bait, eyeball to eyeball. John Smiley didn't make the grade. In two-thirds, gave up three hits and three runs. And John Smoltz survived but almost didn't in his inning, that first inning, when the long drive by Andy Van Slyke pushed David Justice right to the wall. That was on its way for a moment, then it just kind of died out there. So the score right now... Atlanta three Pittsburgh nothing we go to the second inning and here comes an number eight batter Raphael Belliard and right back to John Rooney the first inning was the undoing for Smiley in game three and in game seven time and sometimes these things stay with you for your entire career and that's the one thing Smiley's a marvelous pitcher a wonderful young pitcher but because of his lapses here in the championship uh, series you don't know what people are going to say he gave up seven runs on seven hits combined numbers for the two first-inning performances. Here's Belliard reaching for a high outside pitch, tapping it to the shortstop. A good play on the run by Bell to throw out Belliard. One shortstop takes care of another, one pitch and one out. I still think the uh, Atlanta Braves better be careful because
2: Bob Walk,
1: we talked about him before, he's an old pro. He's been around a long, long time. Started his pro career back in 1977, came to the big leagues in 1980 with Philadelphia, then on with Atlanta, on to Pittsburgh in 85. He has been a money pitcher, and he can give you a game maybe not every time out but when he needs it you'll get it from him. The wind up and the pitch to the pitcher John Smoltz. He takes strike 1. Walk came up in a World Championship season with the Philadelphia Phillies in 1980 when they beat Kansas City. The next pitch a curveball low and outside, one ball one strike. Smoltz went 1 for 3 in Saturday's game. He hit one away during the regular season but stole a base. <laughs> The pitch. Fastball spins him around. High and tight. Ball two. Two and one. Was that wise? Smoltz running. I mean, it worked out all right. He's healthy. He didn't get hurt. Well, it was late in the game, as I recall. The seventh inning, and it was rather warm, and he left right after that. Fastball low. Three balls, one strike. Bob wouldn't walk the pitcher, would he? Not on purpose. He doesn't want to walk him. 3-1 pitch. Over but low, and he did walk John Smoltz. Wow. Back to the top of the order for Lonnie Smith. Here comes a lucky charm on the Atlanta Braves Ball Club. He's had world championship rings with Philadelphia, with Kansas City, and St. Louis. And he's trying for his fourth. That's a rare, rare feat indeed. Lonnie Smith had to step in for Atlanta. But Otis Nixon... Was sidelined with a drug problem and the question will Nixon be back next year for Atlanta many say yes we'll have to see I know he was sitting on a six million dollar contract that he may not be sitting on Belliard grounded out John Smoltz got a walk Smoltz is wearing the jacket now as he takes his lead away from first base Merced plays in behind him the pitch Smith swings and hits a dribbler to the first baseman, played by Merced near the bag. He takes it, steps on first, and then watches John Smoltz move into second base. Bonnie Smith is out three unassisted, two gone for Terry Pendleton. I give some credit to Orlando Merced. He's a marvelous fielding first baseman. He has got great lateral movement, can handle the glove quite well. And he's the kind of a guy, the only flaw with him is he's a right-hand fielding first baseman. You don't see many of those around Pendleton will bat left-handed as he faces Bob Walk for the first time in this game. Pendleton singled and scored one of the three runs in the first. So much was made about Sid Bream moving on to Atlanta as a free agent, but it opened the door for Merced to get a lot of playing time, splitting time with Gary Reedus at first base this season. As a hitter, he's just getting started, so he's going to be a big one down the line. Walk takes too much time getting the sign, so Pendleton backs out nothing Atlanta the Braves have a runner at second base with two men out Smoltz walked moved up on the ground out by Lonnie Smith on the stretch walk a look back to second down the pitch on the way and it's a fastball low and outside Pendleton got a hit from the right side <laughs> he's up there left handed where he hasn't done much at all 14 out of 49 in his career against Bob Walk that's a 286 average for Pendleton That's not bad not bad at all is the runner at second base the pitch from Walk swing and a miss on a big breaking curveball one ball one strike well one thing Walk has we talk about a shoulder he throws the shoulder at you then here comes the baseball and that's what is known off-speed pitching he gets you to jump that happened to Pendleton right there and Bob Walk about the time you think you're going to get a fastball look out here comes that dipsy do, and he'll get you with it Bob Walk made his Major League debut against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now he's pitching for the Pirates in Game 7 of the 1991 National League Series. The pitch. Swing and a foul ball back to the screen. 1-2 and on Pendleton. Walk went down to Hawaii and had a banner year before Pittsburgh picked him up. He went to the minor league to fight his way back. He'd gone 9-5 in 1984 and got his way back to the big leagues. With Pittsburgh in 84. Still had to pitch in a lot of baseball with Hawaii where he went 16-5 and in and 85, Gary. Yeah, he was given a chance by Pittsburgh, and they finally waited for him to get that arm held. And when it did, it was, he was quite a pitcher for them. A lead away from second base for Smoltz. Walks pitch, is grounded to the second baseman, Chico Lean. He throws out Pendleton, ending the top half of the second. After an inning and a half of play in Pittsburgh, the Braves lead the Pirates 3-0. It's the seventh game of the National League Championship Series here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where the Atlanta Braves have taken a 3-0 lead, and we're giving it to you on the CBS Radio Network. In the bullpen right now, Roger Mason is drawing, as Bob Walk becomes the fourth batter in the second inning. The manager, Jim Leland, going early to that bench and to the bullpen, and what he's going to do, he'll be running into at least five pitchers, at least five, unless... The Pittsburgh Pirates catch up. With John Rooney, I'm Jerry Kohler. Now let's bring in John for the play-by-play. Okay, Jerry, Steve Bouchel is 7 for 19 in the league championship series after hitting 246 in a brief time with the Pirates at the tail end of the season. He played the bulk of the season with the Rangers in Arlington. The line by Smoltz, the first pitch of inning number two, a high fastball. Bouchel, the volume leaned. Then the pitcher's spot. Sad and Bell got back-to-back hits in the first inning, but the Pirates did not score. Swing and a miss. Bushell chased a pitch low and outside, way out of the strike zone, one and one. A little over anxious right there, especially with Schmoltz the way he is. You know, he, he could really uh, have a bad outing, and I know that manager Bobby Cox is watching him carefully. He wants a good inning out of him right here. Schmoltz with the wind and the pitch. A swing and a foul ball back to the screen, one and two. Buchel has put together a very good series in his seven hits, two doubles. And he has been on base with four walks. The line and the pitch. Check, swing, curveball outside. Two balls, two strikes. Smoltz not sharp yet. Those breaking balls are high. They're going out over the plate. Buchel helped him a little bit, swinging wildly at that first strike. Here's the windup and the 2-2 pitch. Strike called on the inside corner. He got him looking one out in the second. Good breaking ball. That's the first strikeout for Smoltz, who struck out 148 batters in 229 and two-thirds innings. Mark Lavalier is the batter. A left-handed batting catcher, one for three, with a game-winning RBI and extra innings in Atlanta. Smoltz with the windup and the first pitch to the Pirate catcher is a high fastball. Talked to Mike about that fastball he got from Mark Wooler to win the ball game with that third run for Pittsburgh, and I said, "Man, that looked like it danced all over the place. He said, it was moving, but you couldn't see it from the side." Here's the pitch. A uh, ball, low. No. Two balls, no strikes. He asked his uh, teammates, he said, it was this guy throw? He a straight fastball?" He said, "He doesn't throw a straight fastball. That thing dances all over the ballpark." He got it on the first pitch and then got it again for an RBI single. There's a fastball high, three balls, no strikes. Now, I asked him, were you looking for that pitch after you saw it on the first one? He said, no, I was looking for this little white thing coming out of his hand. Anything that I get hit. Say right now, the Smoltz is not having a good outing, and the way he's going, he's got to shape up. He's going to be shipped out because you got to win this one if you're Bobby Cox. You can't wait for him to get good. You've got to get him out of there if he can't do it. The 3-0 pitch. Ball four on four pitchers. Lavalle is a base runner with Lean coming in. Lean is four for twenty-one in this playoff. Three runs batted in to lead the Pirates. He has struck out six times. Uh, Bobby Cox is being tested right now. He wants to keep a starter in there. He's got great stuff, but he's erratic. What do you do? It's not unlike the first game that he pitched, John, when he was erratic and had to leave in the sixth inning after trying to steal a base, or the seventh, rather. He did good enough, but his team got a lot of runs to help him out. That was in a 10-3 win. Strike one with Lean bailing out on a slider over. Bobby Cox took a lot of heat last night up until Steve Avery said, look, I told Bobby I had done all I can do. Cox took him out in the ninth inning in favor of Alejandro Pena. A pitch, a swing, and a ground ball. Diving stop by Pendleton at third. He throws to first in time for the out. Pendleton took extra bases away from Chico Lean. LaVoglia does go to second base on the play, but a great diving stop by Pendleton at third base. Could be a game-saver before it's over. Brilliant, brilliant play by Terry Pendleton. Now with two outs, Walker's gonna hit for himself, and Mason will sit down, but what a play that was. Had that ball gone through, runners at second, third at least, and maybe more. Jerry Coleman is back in the booth after jumping out and hanging the star on that Boy, one. Boy, right? you got to throw a star for that one. That was outstanding. I mean, outstanding. On a spot like that, incredible. Now Bob Walk bats for himself, a swing and a foul ball back. Do you hang a star for opposing players in San Diego? Oh, no, no, no. We're homers. Okay. Just, just ask Just me. go for our guys. Just ask him. I don't think the fans would be excited about some guy on an opposing team making a game-saving play and let's throw a star out Even if them. it's the greatest play you'd ever seen? Well, it right makes there. you that mad, huh? You never know when that greatest play is. <laughs> A one-strike pitch, a ball high. Every now and then you'll see something you've never seen before, and you say, that's got to be the best play I ever saw. Then next week, something else happens. That's the great charm of baseball. Every day, something different, something exciting, something new, and the tension of when it happens is even more important. Bob Walk with a one and one count, two outs. I knew the answer to the question before I ever asked you. (laughs) There's a swing and a miss. Third ball thrown by Smoltz and Walk. The opposing pitcher can't hit it. One and two. The runner at second base is Mike LaVoglia. He's there with two men out. Walk bats in the number nine spot that was occupied by Smiley. Smiley did not have it at bat in this playoff series. Yeah, I, I feel sorry for John. He's a good man. The pitch on the way, a swing and a miss, and walk is out on strikes. Two strikeouts in the inning and in the game for John Smoltz. One left on. Three runners have been stranded by Pittsburgh. After two full innings of play at Three River Stadium, it's the Braves three. The Pirates nothing. New York. Bob walk stays in the ballgame. He relieved John Smiley. If you missed what happened early on in the first inning, Lonnie Smith got a walk for Atlanta to start the game, Then a single by Pendleton sent Smith to third. A sacrifice fly by Ron Gantt, or rather, uh, yes, Ron Gantt that drove Barry Bonds to the wall, brought a run in. And then after David Justice struck out for the second out, up came Brian Hunter. He lifted one over the left field wall for a 3 nothing lead, and that's where we are right now going into the third. It'll be Gantt, Justice, and Hunter going in against Bob Walk, and here's John Ray. Ronnie Gant got a sacrifice fly, as Jerry mentioned. He'll lead off the third. Bob Walk came on to get the last out of the first inning. Walked a batter. The pitcher, John Smoltz, and left him at second base in the second. So the Braves are looking for their first hit against the reliever, Bob Walk, after getting three hits and three runs against John Smiley. A curveball outside starts Ronnie Gant. If Jose Leans bounder had gone by Terry Pendleton, I don't think Walk would be in the ballgame. They have to go for a pinch hitter then to try to get runs. Walk works for the first base side of the rubber, the wind and the pitch. A swing and a miss by Gant. One ball, one strike. Gant has not had much luck with Mr. Walk. A 133 batting average. Well, He takes young hitters and turns them inside out. That's his great strength. He knows how to pitch to the kids, and Gant's still a young hitter. Wind up and the 1 1 pitch. Fastball outside. Two balls, one strike. The outfielders play straight away. The infielders do two, and a deep second base for Chico Lean. Here's the 2 1 pitch to Ronnie Gantt. Strike call in the outside corner. Two balls and two strikes. David Justice is on deck, and then Brian Hunter in the third. Here's the windup and the 2-2. Slow curveball outside, three balls, two strikes. When was the last time you saw Bob Walk come sidearm like that to get Gant with a breaking ball? He thought he could hit him on the outside corner, just tail off. Can't trust those old-timers. That should be illegal. <laughs> three balls, two strikes. Walk, rocks into his motion, the pitch. Fastball swung on and grounded up the middle, of base hit. Gant is on for the first time tonight. Will he be going? He is 6-for-6 in steals, setting a National League Championship Series record. Steve Sachs and Dave Lopes of the Dodgers had it with 5, and Gant sailed right by him. He's got a chance to extend that right now. Well, the Braves have had the leadoff man on base in two of the three innings, and here's David Justice. That was a position base hit. Gantt because Jay Bell was playing almost behind the third baseman way off into the hole and the ball was hit in straightaway shortstop but it was hit so sharply Bell couldn't get to it. Gantt has a good lead at first base. He does not have the foot out of the dirt area the right foot and a throw to first base drives him back to the bag. Bob Walks got a good move to first but that'll help the catcher Lavalier in the event that Gantt tries it. The outfielders play justice to pull. The infield is a double play depth. Lean plays a little farther away from second base, though, than does shortstop Jay Bell. Gant has the right foot next to the carpet in the dirt area around first base. From the stretch, Gant does not go, and Justice takes a low fastball. One of the things that a good base runner does to the pitcher, it sort of separates his view from just the hitter. In other words, he splits his attention. Not only to the plate and the first base, and sometimes it'll get you a little bit discombobulated where you'll make a mistake. Make a mistake and leave a fastball right down the middle. 1-0 on Justice. Gant leads it first. He draws a throw, and a balk has been called on Bob Wall. Gant was leaning towards second, and a snap toss to first. Drew, a balk call from first base umpire Frank Pulley. That's what they call a shoulder balk. There are all kinds of balks, a foot balk, a shoulder. That boy, he moved his shoulder, and once he twitched, he had to go to the plate. And then when he twitched that shoulder, went to first. That's a balk. Very fine, but those umpires know what to look for, and Frank Pulley got him. Runner at second, nobody out. Now Justice has the job of moving Ronnie Gant to third base. Or moving him over and moving him in. 1-0 1-0 pitch. Low and inside. Two balls, no strikes. This is an important at-bat for Justice to get that run to the third base or get him in because if the Braves go ahead 4-0, that makes that hill a little bit harder to climb for the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Braves lead 3-0 after scoring three times in the first. They about hit the Pirates 4-2. Brian Hunter hit a two-run homer in the first. the on-deck batter for the Braves. From the stretch, Bob Walk, a backward glance to second, the pitch right down the middle of strike two and one a lot of that going on a lot of the hitters in this series are taking pitches that they ought to go after i mean these pitches are right down the center of the plate and justice watched one sail right down there and looked at it for a strike those are the kind you want to go for bell plays behind the runner at second Ronnie Gant cheating over by the bag walk to justice a swing and a foul ball out of play off to the left two and two This is Game 7 of the World Series. I say the National League Championship Series with the World Series beginning on Saturday night. Mason Mason, Atomna throwing again in the bullpen for Pittsburgh. The World Series begins at the Metrodome in Minneapolis. And Jack Morris will be starting for the Twins. The winner tonight travels to Minnesota. Swing and a fly ball. Left center field on the run. Barry Bonds he'll get there and make the catch in the alley gant tags up at second and goes to third he slides in safely he's there with one out well a good bit of base running by He picked it up immediately when the ball was hit he started for third then realized it was going to be a long drive into left center he went back to the bag and no chance for bonds to throw him out so a runner at third one down and justice did his job he advanced that runner 90 feet now the infielders will play in tight with one out and brian hunter the batter Hunter drove a pitch over the wall just inside the line in left field. Driving it over the 335 sign up into the seats. When you got to play your infield in with a guy like Hunter up there in the third inning, you got a problem. Hunter has driven in three runs in this series. Walks pitch. Check swing and a foul ball all the way back to the screen it goes. Bob Walk goes to the Rosenberg. Greg Olson is on deck one on one out under like another fly ball at least deep enough to the outfield to score Gant the pitch a swing and a high pop up right side of the infield Merced is in fair territory drifting into foul ground to make the catch two down that was a big big out. So the Pittsburgh Pirates, Hunter, went after a slider away and didn't get a good shot at it. Got a reach for it and just popped it up to first. That was a big out, a big, big out. Runner at third, two outs for Greg Olson, who's singled in the first inning. Of course, everything in the ballgame, because of the extremities where we are, we're down to the seventh game, nothing to go after this. Everything is magnified. Everything that happens out there takes on a double significance. interfacing right-hander now with the Atlanta catcher Greg Olson after his ninth hit in this series. Her ball in the dirt down on both knees. LaVallier smothers the ball at home plate. John Smiley threw 27 pitches allowing three runs on three hits in only two-thirds of an inning. Walk is pitching in his second full inning and trying to strand Ronnie Gant at third. Olson on the other hand is trying to pick him up. The pitch on the way. A swing and a foul ball out of play right side. One ball, one strike. Here's the unsung hero of the ball club. Olsen, seven for 21. The home run that nailed Smiley in that uh, second ball game. Went flying out of here. And then again, got the big base hit last night. The double to win the game. He has had a lot of big base hits. And he's done a great job behind the plate. Here's the one-one pitch. Breaking ball Strike. Caught the inside corner belt high one and two. A tough pitch for Olson to gauge. Olson would be my pick for MVP, Jerry. Had it not been for the two great starts by Steve Avery, Avery is hard uh, to really overlook. He just stopped Pittsburgh cold, kept this club in the action, and last night's game brilliant. Two outs, the one two pitch. Fastball low, two balls, two strikes, a borderline call going Olson's way. Doug Harvey's a good low ball umpire, and he will kind of squeeze that plate a little bit. He'll make it throw a strike, but he also will give you that low strike that not many umpires do. Two balls, two strikes. Kent leads away from third. Walk from the stretch, the pitch way outside of the curveball. Three balls, two strikes. Mark Lemke will be next if Olsen can extend the inning. Walk back to the rosin bag and then to the rubber. I'm saying walk pitch an awful lot, John. That's the second sidearm curveball he's thrown, and that's the second time I've seen a throw of both in this game. The payoff pitch to Olsen. Here it comes. A swing and a high fly ball. Shallow left center field. Bell goes out. In comes Van Slyke. Van Slyke puts it away. So Ronnie Gant dies at third base. No runs to hit. One left, three stranded by the Braves. And after two and a half innings of play, it's Atlanta three, Pittsburgh nothing. CBS Radio Sports coverage of the 1991 National League Championship Series is sponsored by Buick and your Buick dealer. By Meta Copiers. By Jeep Cherokee and Wrangler. And by Makita Power Tools. We are heading to the bottom of the third inning, and here's the inning that John Smoltz could have trouble with. you got the top batters coming up, Merced, Bill, Van Syke, and Vanilla. In that first inning, Merced and Bell nailed Smoltz for a couple of base hits, and Van Syke hit one to the wall. It was caught by David Justice. That was a big explosion for Pittsburgh. They didn't score, but they came close. So here we go now to the bottom of the third. Atlanta on top, 3 nothing. John Rooney's right here. And that's something we didn't talk about, about Game 3, where Atlanta won 10-3. Jerry Pittsburgh was hanging around until late in the game, and a base hit with the bases loaded could have turned things the other way for the Pirates. Instead, the Braves got out of that inning and got a three-run homer by Sid Bream, and the game was out of reach. It was 7-3 at that time with the bases loaded. It was a big one. Merced checks his swing on a curveball low and inside. Eric Gregg, the third base umpire, has asked for an appeal. He says no swing, ball one. Merced is two for six in this series, a single and a home run. The windup by Smoltz and the 1 0 pitch. Check swing, fastball outside, two balls, no strikes. deep second base for Mark Lemke the line and the pitch strike on the outside corner that time Smoltz took a little bit off the fastball Lemke is playing about five feet behind the line that separates the infield from the outfield on the artificial turf a deep first base for Hunter about three feet inside that line here's the pitch a swing and a foul ball to the screen two balls two strikes on Orlando Merced He's throwing that ball up to Merced. He's got to get to it because Merced likes it out over the plate. Back to wind. Oh, and two on him in the first inning. He threw one out there, and he nailed it. So he's got to watch that pitch. He's even in the count. Still not the type of pitcher you want to see yet. He's got to come back. He's young, and he's strong, and he's got a good arm. The 2-2 pitcher on the way. A swing and a high fly ball up center field. Back goes Belliard. In comes the left fielder, Smith. Gant gets under the ball, though, from center field and makes the catch. With the three coming together, the quarterback out there, Ronnie Gantt, called everybody else off. The center fielder owns the outfield. Anything he says he can get, just look out, let him take it. That's his job, to run off the right fielder and the left fielder. One out in the third for Jay Bell. Bell, like Merced, got a first inning single. Merced and Bell's base hits, the only two so far in the game for the Bucks. The wine and Smoltz pitch. A fastball knee high over the heart of the plate, strike one. Smith is lined up almost directly with the 375 sign on the left center field fence. A swing and a miss. Bell chased a curveball out of the strike zone, down and away on 2 That was a good pitch by uh, Smoltz. Hit that breaking ball, starts on the center of the plate, and moves it out. Tough to handle, even if you get a piece of it. David Justice plays a shallow right field. Gant is in right center. Here's the 0-2 pitch. Curveball, strike three, call, two down. Three strikeouts now for John Smoltz. Well, Merced hit a 2-2 breaking ball. Bell looked at one sailing over the plate, and Smoltz very likely maybe heading to what he wants to get, get that breaking ball over and set it up with a fastball. He started the breaking ball up, belt high, and it dropped over knee high, and Bell was gone on three pitches. <laughs> Vance Slyke hit the ball to the wall in right field, caught by Justice in the first inning. That one leaves the yard. We have a 3-3 game. Now the pitch to him, a breaking pitch strike. He's getting it now. Maybe he's got the rhythm that he needed in the first couple of innings and really lacked, but now it's starting to come. On that long drive in the first, Merced took third base, but Merced was stranded at third bell at first as Bonilla popped out and Bonds grounded out. Here's the 0-1 pitch. A swing and a high fly ball, center field. Gant moves back in front of the track, onto the track to make the catch. Two long drives tonight by Vance like but two long outs, and this one ends the third inning. After three full innings of play in Pittsburgh, the Braves lead the Pirates 3 nothing. After three innings of play here at Pittsburgh Street River Stadium, the Atlanta Braves lead the Bucks 3-0 as we go now to the fourth inning. And in that fourth inning, it'll be the bottom of the order for the Atlanta Braves. Mark Lemke, Raphael Belliard, and John Smoltz. With John Rooney, I'm Jerry Coleman. Here comes John now with a play-by-play. Okay, Jerry, the Pirates... Had managed to hold the Braves to 26 and two-thirds innings of scoreless baseball at one stretch. Right now the Pirates have been held scoreless by the Braves the last 16 innings overall and the last 21 innings in games played right here at Three River Stadium. Andy Vance Slyke has had a couple of long drives in this game but caught at the warning track and now the Braves bat with Lemke leading off and taking a curve strike from Bob Walk. In the seventh and deciding game of the 1991 National League Championship Series. Lemke swings on a curveball and bounces it to lean at second base and he throws out his counterpart 4-3. Well, will we see Alejandro Pena coming off of the Atlanta Braves to try for his fourth save in four games won by the Atlanta Braves but that happen? Now, if the Braves go on to win this game and make it to the World Series, that deal alone to bring Pena over, could make John Sherholz the executive of the year in the National League. I think you will win it anyway, but yeah, Bobby Cox got the AP manager of the year today. And congratulations to Bobby. Here's Belliard swinging and missing a curveball. No, he checked just in time on a curveball down and away. Frank Pulley, the first-base umpire on the appeal, says no swing. You know those two managers, Jim Leland and Bobby Cox, they don't care about awards. They want to win, period up by walk the pitch a swing and a miss one ball one strike Leland is not managed in a World Series Bobby Cox came close in 1985 with the Toronto Blue Jays but not close enough for his liking now the pitch a strike one ball, ball, two strikes. you got going to say, Bobby took over the general manager of the Atlanta Braves, and much of what you see on the field belongs to him. There have been some parts filled in, but all those young pitchers and all those good young players are the people that he developed. With one out the pitch, a swing and a ground ball to Chico Lean. He throws out Belliard. Lemke and Belliard have rounded out to Lean. Two up, two down for John Smoltz. And hasn't walked on a job. You're in three in the third innings coming up. If he gets Smoltz, one base hit and one walk. That walk was to John Smoltz, the pitcher. Looking ahead to the fourth inning for the Pirates, Bonilla, Bonds, and Bouchelle. A swing and a an high-pop foul out of play off to the right. A souvenir in the first level at Three Rivers Stadium. Pirates lost in six to the Reds last year. Now they've gone the distance in this series playing the Braves. A curveball low. One ball one strike. Here's the windup by walk and the 1-1 pitch with two outs. A swing and a line drive foul down the right field line. One ball and two strikes. as Jerry mentioned is starting to settle in with his curveball he worked his first three up three down inning facing Merced Bell and Van Slyke in the third now he's batting facing Bob Walk with two down in the fourth the one-two pitch curveball way outside of the sidearm delivery by Bob Walk been using that quite a bit tonight he must have found favor with it uh, later this year and used it considerably because he's doing it tonight quite often the 2-2 pitch. Smoltz takes strike three. Walk records his first strikeout, banning his counterpart John Smoltz. Three up, three down go the Braves in the fourth, and after three and a half in Pittsburgh, it's the Braves three, the Pirates nothing. And to the fourth inning we go for the Pittsburgh Pirates. It'll be Benia, Bond, and Buschel moving in against John Smoltz. Atlanta on top, 3 nothing. They got all the runs in the first inning off of John Smiley, and that has been where it has stopped for both sides. And now Bonilla stepping in, facing Smoltz or John Rooney. What's your feeling with this game yet, Jerry? It's 3 nothing Atlanta, and we're in the fourth inning with the Pirates batting. I think it's anybody's game right now. Smoltz, unless he really shows three or four good innings, he throws ball one high and inside to Bonilla. He was erratic in the first, more so in the second when he got behind hitters and got lucky on a great play by Pendleton down the line. And now he's got to go through the big guys. And Andy Van has hit two balls in another direction. Might be out of the ballpark. So he's not out of the woods yet. He's got to fight it, and he's going to. He's a young pitcher who's got a great arm. Here's the 1-0 pitch, and Bonilla swings and hits a smash foul past Gene Lamont, the third base coach. One ball, one strike. Bonilla popped out to the second baseman, Lempke, in the first inning. That was with runners at first and third and one out. One ball, one strike on Bobby, batting left-handed. The pitch. Upstairs, ball two, two and one. Jerry, I got the feeling, though, from the Pirate front office people at the post-game reception last night, and just the general feeling in the downtown area today, that those fans and people were stunned after last night's one nothing Braves win. Swing and a ground ball foul past Tommy Sant, the first base coach. Well, they had their best out there, Doug Graybeck, and the man that got the hit to win the ball game was not the fellow you would think would do the job. It was Greg Olson, and Olson was batting seventh in the lineup to get that double in the ninth inning to win it. So when people like that take you downtown and get to you, it gets tough. Jose Lean did the same thing for Pittsburgh in a game when he drove in the only one uh, game in a one nothing win. Here's a two-two pitch, a swing and a bouncing ball to first, played by Hunter. He underhands to Smoltz covering the bag, and Bonilla is out three to one. That's six in a row retired by John Smoltz. If he settles in like that and gets through the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth innings in expert fashion, then. No, the guy in the bullpen has been brilliant. If he can continue to do that, Alejandro Pena may be called on to wrap it up, but we will have to wait and see. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We're only in the middle of the game at a still 3 nothing Atlanta. Well, don't do that. Well, you like to. Sometimes you like to project. <laughs> Managers project. Boy, they're, yes, they're, they they're do. in the seventh and eighth inning right now. And you're a former manager, so I'll forgive you. There's a pitch taken low by Barry Bonds. Yeah, we came in last. <laughs> you were projecting. <laughs> I was so far ahead of it, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> Bonds grounded out his first time. The pitch to the left fielder, and he takes a strike. One ball, one strike. Bonds is a mere three for 24 in this series, a 125 average. He's having a very tough series, and he really has not been able to gauge the strike zone. He's been mad at every plate umpire in the series, and it really he just isn't hitting well. He's taking pitches he ought to swing at, and he can get pitches he ought to take. Here's the 1-1 pitch. A swing, and the ball's driven down the left field line. It will get down fair and bounce off the wall. Bonds has a double. He's at second with one out in the fourth inning. John, that was a high curveball outside. He just tapped it into left field, and that's what he ought to do more often instead of swinging right from the heels. He just went with it and popped it. So now here comes Pittsburgh, a base hit here. They're right back in it. After popping off to the home plate umpire, Bonds lets his bat do the talking with a double to left field. Now Steve Bouchel. He was called out on strikes in the second inning. He bats with a man in scoring position. Bouchel is seven out of 20 in this series. The pitch. A swing and he popped him up on the right side of the infield. Under Hunter, the first baseman. He makes the catch. Two men out. Right now let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the CBS radio network. Checking the scoreboard, the Bears lead the Packers 7-0, start of period number four. In the NHL, Penguins lead the Islanders 6-5 in the third period. Details later on WFA and New York. With Jerry Coleman, I'm John Rooney. And, Jerry, you have spotted activity in the right field bullpen. Well, Roger Mason's got to drop dead out there. He's been up four times in the fourth inning. Every time he turns around, he's throwing. He may not have an arm left when the game is over. In fact, he may pitch himself out of the bullpen. Here's Lavalier. He's batting with a runner at second, two outs, curveball strike on the outside corner. Part of the reason why he's up there, because after Lavalier comes lean and then walk, the manager Jim Lee has got to have somebody ready in the event Indian Pinch Rare. So we'll see what happens. Spanky Lavalier, a left-handed batter. Came to the Pirates from the Cardinals. The pitch, a swing and a chop on the right side. Playing a deep second base. Lemke charges, throws in the dirt. Hunter comes off the bag and LaValleur is safe. That was a long run for Lemke. Playing out in shallow right field, Jerry. He had to charge and move to his right and try to make an off-balance throw. It didn't add up. Well, Lemke was really too far back. You know, with LaValleur, he's not a power hitter. You don't have to go into the outfield for him play him a little bit back but he was out 15 feet in the outfield and by the time he got to the ball he had to throw off balance and made a bad throw and I'm not so sure that uh, Hunter wasn't on the, he was and... on the bag but did he have possession of no. the ball no. he, was bobb- he was bobbling the ball good call by Frank Pulley an excellent call he did have control of the ball but right now here's Atlanta they're trying to back off the Pittsburgh Pirates an error on the throw an error on second baseman Mark Lemke. Runners at the corners. Lane swings. That's a bounding ball to Lemke. He feels near second. Steps on the bag. Retiring Mike Lavalier coming down. Four unassisted on the play at second base. So Bonds is stranded at third and leaned he is stranded at first base. In the fourth inning. No runs ahead and air, Two left on. Five have been stranded by the Pirates. And after four full innings of play in Pittsburgh Atlanta still leads this ball game three nothing over the Pirates and we'll be back in just a moment. And greetings to all of you across the country, enjoying our game on CBS Radio. And to those of you around the world, tuning us in on Armed Forces Radio. And you know, I'll tell you, we got a pretty good one going right here, John Rudy. I do not think that uh, the Atlanta Braves are out of the woods yet. They've got to get more runs to really drop the Pittsburgh Pirates out of it. The Bucks keep fighting back somewhere, somehow. Someone might nail one to make this a different ball game. Brian Hunter jammed his left thumb when he came off the bag, and he hit the dirt... to take a throw in the dirt by Lemke to get the third out of the inning and on the play Lemke was charged with an error giving the Pirates runners at first and third. Right now Hunter is on the Braves bench in the third base dugout with an ice pack on that left thumb. So we'll follow that for you as Bob Walk who's scheduled to lead off the fifth inning when the Pirates come to bat comes out to work to the top of the order to the Atlanta Braves to lead this game 3-0. I well, you didn't notice Lempke's position when the ball was hit, but when I looked up and saw him in right field heading for left field to catch it, and then that off-balance throw, he was simply too deep for a Mike Lavalier. So you got to play deep like that. You need a slow band with big power. And and a uh, ping hitter, he doesn't hit many home runs. Bonnie Smith has walked and scored. He is grounded out 0 for 1 in this one. Six out of 22 in the league championship series. Right-hander against right-hander. Former teammates. The pitch. A swing and a high-pop foul. Back and out of play. Smith and Walk came up together with the Phillies. Lonnie Smith is a former teammate of half of the National League. He's been on so many (laughs) ball clubs and been around so much. But these guys go way back, Jerry. I'd say so. 55 pitches for Smoltz. Walk is thrown 44. The 0-1 pitch. Smith takes it in the dirt. One ball, one strike. Bill Landrum, a right-hander, now Bob Patterson, a left-hander, throwing in the Pittsburgh bullpen because Walk will be the lead batter in the uh, fifth inning. That means uh, they're gonna, they gotta come up with a pinch hitter. They're trailing three to nothing. Ronnie Smith hit 339 with Philadelphia in 100 games in 1980. Swing and a foul off to the right. One ball, two strikes. You know, his on-base percentage in this uh, series after the first 10 at-bats has been remarkable. Remember, went 0 for 10, but then he has really recovered nicely. Well, one ball, 2 strike pitch. We're in the top of the fifth. Lonnie Smith takes a curve in the dirt. Two balls, two strikes. Smith was tested in the outfield last night threw out a runner Don Slott tried to take an extra base on a single well the word on Lonnie he doesn't throw well and he slips around a lot here's the 2-2 pitch outside and low check swing by Smith 3-2 and two. but he's throwing out two runners here one at home and one at second base in key position so he's done something well in the series here's Walk's pitch goes swing and a miss Lonnie Smith strikes out on what would have been ball four pitch down and away so often that's Bob Walk's greatest strength you get these hitters who are even in the count three and two or two and oh, three and oh they keep thinking fastball he doesn't throw a fastball if he does it isn't over the plate he just teases him with that off speed stuff sliders moves it down but never throws a strike and generally if you take a three and two count off of Bob Walk you are going to get a base on balls Terry Pendleton tonight has a single, a run scored, and a ground out. Walk has allowed a base on balls and a single as he pitches into his fourth full inning. Terry Pendleton takes the first pitch for a ball, 1-0. Here's the windup by Walk and the pitch to the left-handed batting Pendleton, a strike let up pitch that floats in, one ball, one strike. Jerry Coleman, I'm John Rooney, CBS Radio Sports coverage of the National League Championship Series. We're in the seventh game, just about to the halfway point. The 1-1 pitch. Fastball low. Two balls and one strike. Doug Harvey will put a new ball into play. Pendleton hit 319 during the regular season. 185 in this series. Barry Bonds, 292 in the regular season. Batting under 200. giving funger here's the pitch swaying and a foul down the low field line two and two just checking the wind currents up here in the upper deck how are they not bad that glider that i made didn't do much it kind of spun in split s and took a dive down to the seats temperature right at 50 degrees according to the marker that we just saw Here's the pitch, a swing and a bounding ball foul wide of first and down the left field, a right field line. Down the right field line here, 335 to the wall. 375 in right center, 400 to straightaway center field. 375 in left center, 335 down the left field line. John, this is Walk's last inning and he knows it, so he's trying to make it good. He struck out Lonnie Smith. Terry Pendleton has a 2 2 count. Walk shakes off a couple of signs. Now he nods yes to Mike Leballier. Here's the wind and the 2-2 pitch. Swing and a smash. That's caught by the first baseman, Merced. He sprints to the bag and beats Terry Pendleton on an outstanding play. Man, that was something. That was extra bases right there. And I don't know how he caught it. It took a crazy big hop at the end when he was on his knee. And then he reached up and flicked at it. And it stuck. He got to the line. Play. Got the ball. A little spin move. A pivot. And then he raced to the bag to beat Pendleton by five feet. He's a marvelous fielder, John. Yeah, we haven't seen a lot of him, but boy, if you watch him on a day-to-day basis, he can do things. A great lateral movement. And what made that play tough, Jerry? The ball hit the seam, the edge of the artificial turf around the dirt area at first base. Took a sharp hop, and the ball was smoked. That was a swing and a miss on an off-speed curve ball Strike one to Ronnie Gant. i put a star by that play. Oh yeah. Well, I'm trying to. Look. I'm looking ahead here. Justice and Hunter Olson Lemke, uh, all right-handed hitters. They are the same, so we'll probably get Bill Landrum in. Except for Justice, they're all right-handers behind him. Two men out, one strike. Here's the pitch. A little bit low. One ball, one strike. One of the things that changes dramatic in that final month of the season. You had it with the Chicago White Sox. They bring up all these players from the minor leagues, and managers are dealing with 30, 32, 34 players, Or they can have a ball. But in the playoffs, you're down to 25. A 1-1 pitch. Third ball, high and tight, two and one. And for the Atlanta Braves, they have seven extra players. They're carrying ten pitchers. Eleven pitchers are carried by Pittsburgh, and they have only six extra players. So you use them up in a hurry in a game like this when you're running pitchers in and out of there and pinch hitters as well. You might see six or seven pitchers in a game in some September contest. The pitch, outside and low. Three balls and a strike on Gant. If he gets on, David Justice will bat in the fifth inning. That's the one thing I think that uh, Manager Jim Levin doesn't want to have happen. He doesn't want justice to come up against the right-handed Bob Walk with a man on. Three and one on Gant. A home run threat. He has an RBI and a single. The pitch on the way. And a fastball low. He walked him. This is where Atlanta... Good gun for a two-out run with the speed of Gant at first base, already with six steals in this series. That's the second walk allowed by Walk. Got a left-hand hitter up there that'll block off the catcher from his view when the runner takes a first step or two at first base, but the only thing, the saving grace right here is Bob Walk. Excellent move to first and a quick release to the plate. That'll help the catcher if Gantt takes off for second. But Walk balked the last time Gantt was on first base. Gantt does not have the huge lead he has enjoyed in this series against other Pirate pitchers. Right at the edge of the artificial turf, he's running the pitches outside of ball and safe at second base is Gantt because Bell didn't get the tag down. Lavallier's throw was there well ahead of Gant, sliding in head first, but Bell was shy in putting the tag on him. He waved at him instead of going after him and laying it down and just flicked at him. He should have gone for him. Gant was an easy out, and Bell, its the first real major mistake he's made in this series. Never mind an error where you miss a ball or throw one away, but he had him cold, and he just flicked at him instead of going right down after him and making him hit that glove. He missed the tag. So that could be a major boo-boo as far as the Pittsburgh Pirates are concerned. And here comes Jim Leland. It might be that we're going to see Patterson to pitch to Justice. Justice is the batter with a big run at second base. We're in the fifth inning, two outs. Already three nothing Braves. As Leland gets to the mound, he talks to Bob Walk, to Spanky LaVoyer. No movement yet to the bullpen, and there will be none. Well, maybe he went out and said, hey, don't give this guy anything to hit. Now, pitch around him if you have to, because the next man behind him is a right-hand batter, Brian Hunter, and a young hitter. Even though he got the home run on the first inning off of John Smiley, young hitters don't have nearly as much luck against the Bob Walk as they would against the Smiley. So we'll see what they do with Justice. Justice is struck out tonight. He has hit a fly ball to the left center field, caught by Barry Bonds. He takes the lead away from second, and Bell plays in behind him. Incidentally, that was a good call by the second-base umpire, Dana DeMuth, on the tag that Bell missed. Here's the pitch. Outside and low, ball one. Now, this is where you might think the hitter's ahead of walk. Uh-uh. He ain't gonna throw him a fastball or anything good. The hitter's gonna try to tease him. He's got first base open. He can play with him. the stretch here's the pitch to justice and a ball outside and low three balls no strikes and they're going to go ahead and walk justice rather than risk a mistake the ball here extends the glove and takes an outside pitch ball for it You know, Walk is one of those great pitchers. When I say he's not a great pitcher, but a great type of pitcher, you can go out if you're a manager and say, look, don't throw this guy a strike. Don't give him anything good to hit. I don't care if you walk him. We don't want to walk him intentionally unless we have to. And that's what Walk did, man. He kept the ball low and outside, hoping that Justice might fish for it, which he didn't do it, and then he put him on. Let's see if Brian Hunter's sore left thumb bothers him at the plate, Jerry. He's standing in now and runners at first and second and two outs. He's got a wily right-hander out there to face. And Hunter, a young kid. Let's see how he handles it. Walk from the belt. The kick. The pitch. Fastball low and outside. Teasing. Teasing. Trying to get him to swing at his pitch. Pretty good speed on the bases with Gant at second. Justice at first. Gant has excellent speed. He takes a good lead at second base. Here's the pitch. Strike with a fastball at the knees. One and one. Pirates in their half of the fifth will have Walk leading off so a pinch hitter than Merced and Bell Walk checks on second base where Gant takes a lead the pitch on the way swing and a hot shot fair down the left field line and it veers into foul territory Gant scores over to third base goes justice he'll stop there it's an RBI double for Brian Hunter who drives in his third run of the night to make it four nothing curveball that got up and over the plate and Walk made the mistake that the Atlanta Braves wanted here comes Greg Olson he's one for two with runners at second and third and two outs and the Braves do get a two out run as Gant who would have been out had Bell slapped the tag down instead of swiping the tag for Gant on a stolen base attempt Base hit here could bury Pittsburgh right here. They'd have a six-to-nothing lead with a base hit. Walk from the stretch with runners at second and third. Here's the pitch. Olson takes a slider strike. A few tomahawk chops here at Three River Stadium. Four-nothing Atlanta. The pitch. Olsen takes a whack at it and fouls it off to the right side. No balls, two strikes. Bonnie Smith struck out. Terry Pendleton was out on a great grab by Orlando Merced, the first baseman, on a smash. that Merced kept from going down the right field line. Off to our left, there's a big group of Atlanta Braves fans who brought the Tomahawks out, Jerry. They certainly did, and they're having a ball right now. This is getting to be uh, somewhat of a desperate situation for Pittsburgh. They're behind four to nothing. A base hit here can make it six nothing. And they only have five innings to try to overcome that lead. Walk stands behind the mound. Now he takes the walk to the rubber. Justice is on third. Hunter at second base. shakes off a couple of signs now from the stretch here's the 0-2 breaking ball outside and low one ball two strikes Olsen drove in the game winner here last night he has driven in four runs in this series a double a home run he has scored three times batting 348 against the Pirates in this series here's the one-two pitch from walk to Olsen Right called knee-high on the inside corner. Olson is out looking. Three strikeouts for walk. But the Braves come up with a run. One hit, two walks, and two left on. They have stranded five. We're at the halfway point. After four and a half innings of play in Pittsburgh, it's the Braves four, the Pirates nothing. Welcome back to Three Rivers Stadium in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where the Atlanta Braves are leading 4-0 with the Pirates batting in the bottom of the fifth inning in the seventh and deciding game of the 1991 National League Championship Series. Cecil Espy will be the leadoff batter, batting for Bob Walk. Espy is 0 for one in this series as a pinch hitter for Smiley in game three down in Atlanta. Here's the pitch from Smoltz. A strike with a fastball in the outside corner. SB, Merced, and Bell. Three hits so far for Pittsburgh. Two singles. Curveball. That misses. One ball, one strike. Merced and Bell have singles. Barry Bonds got a double with one out in the fourth inning. But died at third base. 1-1 pitch. Swing and a foul tip into the catcher's glove. One ball, two strikes. Patterson is a left-hander throwing in the bullpen for the Pirates down the right field line. The 1-2 pitch. In the dirt, knocked down by Olson. Two balls and two strikes. baseball has thrown into play to John Smoltz. Smoltz has struck out three, walking one batter. And he has worked only one three-up, three-down inning. That was in the third. Five runners stranded by the Pirates. The Braves have stranded five. Four-nothing Atlanta. The line and the pitch to SP. A swing and a foul ball out of play. Still two and two. Saturday night in the World Series at the Metrodome in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We see Jack Morris starting for Tom Kelly's team. If the Braves win, Tom Glavin is scheduled to start. If the Pirates come back, Zane Smith will start. Swing and a foul tip. Olsen holds on strike three. Espy is out number one in the fifth inning. And that's the fourth strikeout for John Smoltz. You mentioned Jack Morris. He's pitching like a young Colt again. Man, I'll tell you, he's done a whale of a job for the Minnesota Twins. It looked uh, a couple of years ago like he could be going downhill a little bit. He looks now like he was in 84 when he took the Detroit Tigers of the World Championship. Here's Merced. He has a single and a fly out to center field, one for two. Slightly closed stance while batting left-handed. The pitch. Curve ball, strike one, called. Merced hit 275 during the regular season and had 10 home runs. Say one thing, I, I think Smoltz is his favorite pitcher to hit against. He's had some pretty good luck against him. Curveball low and inside this time. One ball, one strike. In Merced's first National League Championship Series at bat, he homered on the first pitch thrown to him by Smoltz. Curve in the dirt, inside and low, two and one. Here's a case where Smoltz now. He's got a four-run lead. He's coming down to the second half of the ballgame. You've got to get ahead of the hitters and then go for it. You just can't be that tricky and that precise. Get after them. Get ahead of them. They start swinging at the first pitch, then go off a little bit. But until they do, get out in front. Here's the 2-1 pitch. Swing and a high fly ball down the left field line. Lonnie Smith was in left center. He's giving chase down the line in fair territory and makes the catch a long way down there and he got it about 5 feet fair near the bullpen pretty good running play this is a pretty good sized park Jerry 335 down the lines 400 to straight away center field so what if a guy hits one out it's only one run Well, the idea is don't get a lot of people on and get hurt by a a gapper or a home run. You know, go after them, make them hit the ball, and uh, eventually you're going to either get into trouble or get rid of them. And if you get into trouble, then you can start giving them your best stuff. But in the meantime, get ahead. Smoltz does with a curveball to Bell over the heart of the plate. Jay Bell is one for two with a single and a called third strike. Bell has seen four pitches in his last two trips to the plate three for a call first strike in the third inning and now strike one here in the fifth. And Smoltz has thrown in some good curveballs. Here's another one, a swing and a miss. That's the one weakness that Bell has right now. He tries to pull breaking pitches away when they should be going with it if he can do it. It's not not that easy. It's a little more difficult than that, but basically if the guy keeps feeding you outside, don't try to pull it. The 0-2 pitch on the way, and it hit him. Try to get him with a curveball, or try to come up and in. That went through him. Oh, it did. I right thought it hit him, him just for a moment. <laughs> I don't know how it missed him, actually. I That's... don't either. I thought it hit him. It was a curveball over his head. Not. It was very close. It went over his head. He's he got great legs. He got. I, I don't know legs. how he got out of the way of it. A ball <laughs> inside one and two. Swing and a miss on a curveball down and away. Bell strikes out and slams the bat down strikeouts for Smoltz. he works his second three up three down inning after five full innings of play in Pittsburgh the Braves lead the Pirates 4-0 period goals details later on WFAN New York John Rooney from Three River Stadium in Pittsburgh Melchek is our engineer here Norman Bear our producer as we go to the sixth inning, and to take you the rest of the way with the play-by-play, the voice of the San Diego Padres, long ball Jerry Coleman. Okay, John, and here we have Mark Lempke, Raphael Belliard, then John Smoltz coming on against the right-handed Roger Mason, who got the save and the one-to-nothing Pittsburgh win the other day. Came on for an inning in the third and held the Atlanta Braves off. And right now here's Mark Lemke stepping in to bounce to short and the second. He's 0 for two. He's batting left-handed against the right-handed Mason and a pitch side. In the ball game, Mason is the third pitcher for Pittsburgh. John Smiley, who is a pitcher of record, went two-thirds, allowed three hits and three runs. Bob Walken, four and a third, two hits and one run. Four-nothing. Braves on top as Lemke takes inside. Two balls, no strikes. He's your new buddy, Jerry. Yeah, he's from Utica. Apparently his dad used to be a great Yankee fan and uh, met him last night for the first time for one of those guys, that uh, he'll fight his way up there and stay there. There's a fastball in there, two balls, one strike. He's got excellent defensive skills, and he's working on his batting average. Lampke this year did not have a big batting average, came in at 234. But he's just a young player getting started, and sometimes when you work at it hard enough, you can make it work. Three balls, one strike. Now to Mark Lemke. The defense with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Steve Bouchel at third. Jay Bell at short. Jose Leand at second. Orlando Merced at first. And Mike LaVoglia is the catcher. Outfield left to right is Barry Bonds. Andy Van Slyke. Bobby Benio. The 6-6 Mason fires. And Lemke takes high ball forward. Down to first base he goes. So Mason does exactly what his manager doesn't want him to do. He walks the lead man here in the sixth inning. We're in a spot right now where Pittsburgh simply cannot afford to give up any more runs. They're trailing 4-0. They have four innings to hit. So Mason faces the first man to walk him. Here's Belliard stepping in. Belliard in the ballgame has bounced to the infield twice. The short in the second and the second in the fourth inning. Might try something like a hit and run with Limpke at first base. Mason ready. Tall angular waiting and the pitch pitch out well they were looking for the hit and run it didn't happen these are situations where with a pitcher to follow the the great batter there's not a lot you could do as far as sacrifice is concerned so oftentimes a manager will hit and run to advance the runner to second and stay away from the double play Mason's been around a while, spent a lot of time in the minor leagues, fought his way up and down with Detroit, Giants, Houston, and made it with Pittsburgh in the middle of the season. There's a square around for the bunt, and Belliard takes it outside to and over the count. Belliard had squared to bunt on the pitch out, but watched it go by wide. Two balls and no strikes. Mason, who is 33 years old, from Bel Air, Michigan. He said the other day when he uh, saved that ball game, the one nothing win by Pittsburgh, he said that his... Wife at home, the phone ran off the hook. Just kept ringing and ringing and ringing. Congratulating her for the great job. Or a 2 0 pitch, and there's a bunt that's foul behind the plate. Two balls, one strike. Well, Smoltz has a hit in this series. Got a stolen base, too. Everything else has been working for him, even though the first outing he had was a struggle. And the Braves gave him great bat support and a 10 3 win. He has settled in pretty well. And struggling in the first couple of innings tonight. They play Belliard way off to the right side. Left center, big gaping hole between the center fielder Andy Van Slank and the left fielder Barry Bonds. And Belliard dips in there again away. It's two balls, one strike. Bouchelle at third. Tight now. Versed holds against the runner at first. Lemke with a lead. Pitch on the way, and it's a fastball up and in. There goes the three and one. That's an interesting count. What do you do? Make them take, will them hit? We'll find out. We'll start the runner. And it looks as though the Pittsburgh Bullpen is going to crank it up one more time. They have been busy all night long from the very first inning. It's been a difficult night. The pitch now coming up to Belliard, and here it is, and it's on the corner, three and two. Bill Landrum, a right-hander, starts to throw. And Bob Patterson, a left-hander. So the righty and the lefty are up again. Three and two of the count. Let's see if Lempke goes. Deliard waiting. Mark Lempke drifting off at first. Checks out the pitcher. There he goes. Pitch on the way. A looping foul coming back and out of play. And the count. It holds three balls and two strikes. Three and two of the count. Mason got his feet web with the Detroit Tigers in five games in 84. They went to the National League to Phoenix, up to San Francisco for five games in 85. Eleven games with the Giants in 86. Five more in 87. Was with Houston for only two ball games in 89. And then the Pirates for 24 games this year, his longest stint at the Major League level. There goes the runner again. Line drive, base hit to center field on the hit and run. And heading for third base goes Lemke. The throw is in time, and they get him play by Andy Van who who is playing shallow and Lemke nailed a third on a play that goes eight to five there once again John Rooney is what happens when you don't have power. That outfield is playing so shallow it's hard to advance to third on a player score from second base if you're going from second. Well you think it's academic Jerry with a runner taking off on the pitch and a line shot into center field that Limpy would have a great opportunity to take third. But fast-like hustle to the ball through a one hop strike to Bouchelle who slapped the tag down and the play goes 8-5. to five. Let's see what happens here with one down now john smoltz is coming on he walked and struck out and there goes ray miller the pitching coach to have a chat with mason well that's the second time that Lempke has taken off for third base the second time he's been handled the first time it might have cost the braves dearly when bobby Benilla got a ball missed the cutoff man jose lane but fired it to the shortstop bell who turned around and got lemke sliding into third and here with the center fielders looking at him, man, you could see it when he was running to second base. He took off in a play when he was out when he left second base. So, instead of adding runners at first and second, nobody out, they have runner at first base and one down, and the pitcher hitting. Doug Harvey, the plate umpire, the senior man of this group, and the umpire in chief tonight goes out and tells Ray, listen, we've had enough time, you've had enough to say, so let's move it. Smolt's up there right now. At first base, Raphael Belliard. Smoltz may bunt. We'll have to wait and see. The manager's as they say. What does the manager want him to do? Who's well, we'll looking out. for it? And there's the bunt attempt. It's fouled back. No balls, one strike, one down. A lot of people gave Bobby Cox all kinds of what for for that two strike suicide squeeze. You know, really, if the hitter had been alert, that's the best time to do it. If he throws the ball over the plate, nobody's looking for it. And you knew that uh, Tommy Glavin was going to hit a home run, or the worst he would do would be to pop up. He might hit into a double play. Not a bad call by Bobby Cox. It didn't work out in that case. The one-strike pitch. And a bunt off the bat of Smoltz. That's foul. Well, it was a pretty good play by LeBody. He picked the ball and tried to tag Smoltz all in one motion, but Belliard, who's got speed, was down at second base. And it might be that Smoltz will go all the way over the sacrifice. Not a bad play. Keep him off the bases. Just let him bunt himself away and then let Lonnie Smith do something. Managers now into the second half of the game want to protect their pitcher and his energy his arm as well. Don't let him run a lot if they can help it. Well, Smoltz pitched in the clinching game against Houston to win the National League West. He wants the decision in this one. Right now, it's his 4-0. Smoltz squared around, took outside the ball. One ball, two strikes. What I'm saying is Smoltz has worked the five innings with the lead to be eligible for the victory. Yes, sir. you got to go five and he can get the win, but right now he wants to go nine if he can do it. Smoltz waiting again. Mason sets. Belliard at first with the lead. Pitch on the way and Smoltz bunt's at it. This is a good one. What a dandy bunt of two strikes. Lavalier's up with it. Fires the first. Smoltz is out of there but Belliard in a scoring position at second base. An excellent sacrifice by John Smoltz to advance the runner. And the play went two to three. Make that two to four. Can't do any better than that, Jerry. He was the ball one. with the bat, guided it up the first baseline. It was deadened by the dirt before rolling onto the carpet about twenty feet up the first baseline. The had an easy play to get the out at first base, but the job was done with two strikes with Belliard moving to second. Now the Braves with a chance for another run. They lead four to nothing. They've got a runner at second base, and here's Lonnie Smith stepping in, who walked and scored, bounced to first and struck out. 0 for 2. Smith moving in there and waiting. At second base, Raphael Belliard. He started from first and was sacrificed to second. Now trying to get in if he can do it. Lonnie Smith waits. Here's Mason, 4-0. Braves lead the final game of the National League Championship Series. And Smith takes inside, strike one. The lawyer was set up outside, and the fastball came over the inside corner. Smith, a good fastball hitter, does not like off-speed stuff. That gives him some trouble. When he's looking fastball and he gets that changeup or breaking ball. He has trouble. Here's the one-strike delivery on the way, and there's a curveball down. One ball, one strike field gives Lonnie Smith a big chunk of left center. Here at Three River Stadium at Pittsburgh is 335 down the line and left and right. 375 to the alleys. 400 dead center and a 10-foot wall. Mason fires and Smith this one high in the right center field. Andy Van Slyke cruising after this one to his left. He has it for the third out. Smith is gone and so are the Braves after five and a half innings of play. Atlanta four. Pittsburgh nothing. It could be better than that the last half of the sixth inning with the Atlanta Braves leading the Pittsburgh Pirates 4-0, and this is the final game of the National League Championship Series on CBS Radio. Andy Van Slyke will lead it off for Pittsburgh, followed by Bobby Bonilla and Barry Bonds, and we have made a defensive change for the Atlanta Braves. Keith Mitchell has moved into play left field in place of Lonnie Smith. So in the sixth inning, Van Slyke, Bonilla, and Bonds, the three on this ball club are coming up against John Smoltz who has given up three hits no runs walked one and he struck out five and right now the Pittsburgh Pirate fans realizing this is the inning they've got to make a move are on their feet cheering the hometown heroes and the first one is Andy Van Slyke who lined to right and hit deep to center field he's hit the ball well twice but long flies have been dragged down first by Justice in right field then Gant in center there's a high pop-up coming back and out of play. Strike one. Atlanta Braves got three runs in the first inning. A walk to Lonnie Smith, a single by Terry Pendleton, a sacrifice fly by Ron Gant for one, and a two-run homer by Brian Hunter, and they led three nothing. A walk with two down, an intentional pass, and a double by Hunter got another run in, and they get four to nothing. Here's a one-strike pitch. A little bit low. One ball, one strike. The line score, Atlanta four runs, six hits, one error. The Pirates no runs, three hits, and no errors. And the Braves are trying to become the first team since 1958 to get to the World Series. They lost in 69, and they lost again in 82. Here's a 1-1 pitch. Curve is high. Two balls and a strike. That's the first team to make it. From the Atlanta Braves to the World Series. Right. Back in 1914, the Miracle Braves went all the way to win the World Series. Then at 48, they lost to Cleveland. 57, they beat the Yankees to win the World Championship, then lost to the Yankees in 58. There's a 2-1 pitch coming up. Ground ball on the first-base side. Hunter has it. He shovels it over to Smoltz on the cover. Good play, and they get him. And Vance like is out of that three to one. One of the things you find in most of the brave pitchers, the young pitchers, they're good fielders. They get over to cover that bag in a hurry. here's Bobby Bonilla stepping in. Bonilla popped the second, bounced the first. 46,932 the attendance tonight. There's a drive off the bat of Benny into the waiting glove of the right fielder, David Justin. Well hit, but Justin standing. Oh, yeah, he caught the ball, then lost it as he tried to throw it. And the umpire down the line, Bruce Fleming... Way beneath out. Well, that's fair. If you got control of the ball and you reach for it and it doesn't work, they'll give you the out. And they did right then and there. Barry, didn't the rule used to state that an outfielder had to discard the ball cleanly to the throwing hand before it's an actual out? Yeah, he had to arbitrarily get rid of it. If he ran with the ball 20 feet and it dropped out of his glove without trying to get rid of it, it would be an error. Be, the ball would be in play. But when he reached for it and didn't get a good hold of it trying to throw it in, then it becomes an out. That's, that's a call by the umpire, and Bruce Dremming sitting on top of it said, yeah, you got the out. Two down as Barry Bond steps in. Bonds has a 1-0 count. Bond's bounced a second. Double to left field. Oh, a strange play in Atlanta, just like that. Outfielder caught a ball, kept running and running and running to the fence. Dropped the ball as he jumped over the fence. a high fly ball on the left side count one ball one strike the ball was in play because he had not voluntarily tried to release the ball he just had it in his glove and when he jumped over the wall it dropped out of his glove and the ball was in play and Gene Richards got an inside the park home run Here's the pitch on the way, a chopper to the shortstop. Belliard on a half hop, makes the play, throw to first. Bonds is out of there, and the Pittsburgh Pirates are down one, two, three in the bottom of the sixth inning with only three innings to go after six full innings of play. It's Atlanta four, Pittsburgh nothing. Ellis McQuillan is our studio coordinator from the West 57th Street Studios in New York tonight. Our studio engineer is Art Starr. Melchak is our engineer here in Pittsburgh. Norman Bear, our producer. With Jerry Coleman, I'm John Rooney. We hope that you're enjoying our broadcast of Game 7 of the National League Championship Series. If you're a Braves fan, I know you are. A 4-0 lead. This game goes to the 7th inning. The Braves lost to the Amazing Mets in 1969 in a 3-game sweep in the first-ever National League Championship Series. And lost to St. Louis in a 3-game sweep with the Cardinals winning in 1982. But right now, in the seventh and deciding game, the Braves lead the Bucks 4-0, Jerry. All right, Roger Mason on the mound for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He's going to face Terry Pendleton, the number two hitter, followed by Ron Gant and David Justice. Braves lead 4-0. Three runs in the first, one on the fifth. Pittsburgh has been unable to score. They had a big shot in the first inning, couldn't turn it in. The first two batters, Merced and Bell, got singles. Dan Sleik drove one deep to right field. It looked like we had a 3-3 tie. But then he was out. Then Bonilla popped up, and Bonds bounced out, and that ended that threat. There's Pendleton hitting a high chopper to second. Big hop coming in his lean. Throw to first gets him by a half a stride. That ball took a big kangaroo hop off the plate and almost all the way out the lean on one big hop. Pendleton gone on the play that goes four to three, one up, one down, seventh inning, and that'll bring on Ron Gant. This was a part of the lineup that gave the Pirates fits in the fifth inning after two men were out. A walk to Gant. And then the Pirates finally had Gantt out at second base, but Jay Bell kind of swiped the tag and missed Gantt instead of putting the tag down on Gantt sliding it head first. You really could have charged Bell with an error on that one because he was dead out, but they gave the stolen base to Gantt instead his seventh of the series as he takes strike one from Roger Mason. One strike to count. Gantt waiting, and the pitch on the way to run a looping foul drifting off on the right side for strike two Gant in his first at bat hit a sacrifice fly to drive in the first run of the night the ball that drove Barry Bonds right to the wall on left field looked almost for a moment like it was a home run Gant waiting Bends at the knees, kind of crouches down. Here's Mason's pitch, and there's a looping line drive into right center field. After goes Banea, and who's got it? Andy Van Slyke comes up with a gem. Boy, you talk about a crisscross slide out there. Bonilla went down on the slide. Van Slyke went down on the slide, and Van Slyke got it. Outstanding defensive work by the center fielder by the Pittsburgh Pirates.
0: Woo!
1: Another star to hang out there. Outstanding work by Van Slyke. Well, just think, how far does Gantt go around the bases if that ball gets down and goes all the way to the wall? Well, you can see the way they slid by each other, almost like it was a routine. What a play by Van Slyke as Dave Justice steps in. Struck out, fly to center, got an intentional walk. And Mason kicks and deals. Outside, ball one. Looked like one of those great acrobatic routines from the old Ed Sullivan show, huh? Boy, they just they, they crisscrossed, crisscross, both sliding as they went by, and Van like stuck out his glove and got it. But give Bonilla credit, he went behind him. There's a swing and a miss by Justice for strike one. One ball, one strike. Had yeah, they slid at the ball together, there had been a collision you'd have heard all the way into Mexico. Man, oh man, two big guys like that. Bonilla 235, Van like 215. The 1-1 pitch. Chopped on the ground on the first base side fair, grabbed by the first baseman, Merced. The race is on, he wins it. Justice is gone, and so are the Braves. After six and a half innings of play, it's still Atlanta 4, Pittsburgh nothing. CBS Radio Sports coverage of the 1991 National League Championship is sponsored by Split 50, the engine wear protector, by Isuzu, and by Ford Quality Care. the seventh inning stretch from Three River Stadium in Pittsburgh with Jerry Coleman. I'm John Rooney on CBS Radio Sports. The seventh game of the National League Championship Series. The Braves got three runs in the first inning. Two on a home run by Brian Hunter. And Brian Hunter doubled in Ron Gant, who had walked with two men out in the fifth inning to make it a 4 nothing game. Bottom of the seventh inning and the Pirates have six, seven, and eight in the order coming up against John Smokes, Jerry. And the bell is tolling as uh, Steve Bouchel steps in. He'll be followed by Michael LaVarlier and and Jose Leaned, and then after that, Mason is scheduled, and there'll be a pinch hitter for him. Stan Belinda throwing hard in the bullpen for the Pittsburgh Pirates. The bullpen's been busy all night. There's a fastball high to Bouchelle, What Pittsburgh needs, John is a couple of base hits and then one gapper or long shot. And they can draw close. But right now, four runs look pretty big. The 1-0 pitch. The corner one ball one strike they've had two base runners on in a single inning twice runners at first and third and one out in the first and didn't score first and third with two outs in the fourth inning and couldn't come across with a run all right Smoltz ready again the right-hander into the windup and the pitch long on a miss strike two John Smoltz won the first game he went into the ninth inning but he had a big lead he ended up winning the big game ten to three and here in this game he's on top four to nothing Ball two strikes to Bouchel. Here's the pitch by Smoltz. Curve ball struck him out. Man, oh, man, that hook is working. So Bouchel, went after a breaking ball, did not connect. And here comes Mike Levalier. It's kind of like Bob Walk. Smoltz isn't throwing that many pitches in the strike zone. They look like they're going to be in the strike zone and all of a sudden disappear low and outside. This has been a series right now up to this point where the Pittsburgh hitters simply haven't arrived. And even though the Atlanta... Hitters haven't done a lot better. They have done enough to get ahead in the series. There's a drive into center field coming off fast as can, and he didn't get it. A lunging grab of a line drive off the bat of Mike LaVallier, and Gant looked for a minute from here like he might have had it, but Dana DeMuth all over the place said, No, he didn't catch it, and Gant does nothing. He said, I guess not. Single for Lavalier with one down in the seventh inning, and here's Jose Lean. And that breaks a string of eight straight batters retired by Smoltz. The fourth hit off of John Smoltz. That'll bring up the right-hand hitting Jose Lean, who bounced to third, on a great play by Pendle, and that saved extra bases and bounced out the second. Lean, a guy who makes contact a lot. He doesn't strike out much. Fastball's in there, strike one. Jason has a bat in the on-duck circle, but chances of him hitting are slim to none. Here's a one-strike pitch. I've noticed that uh, manager Jim Leland never pulls the string until he has to with the pinch hitters. He'll send the pitcher up there and let him stand around, and when he has to go in for that pinch hitter, he'll call him back. John Smoltz now checking the batter, Jose Lean. One down runner at first base. Here shortly playing behind him is Hunter and the pitch on the way by Smoltz. Curveball in there for strike two. A ball of two strikes. Pittsburgh needs a run right now to get back into the ball game. They've got to get on the board. A ball of two strikes one away. Wolfe pitch on the way, ground ball toward third, penalty can't get it, the shortstop does throw to second. The force is on! What a play by Raphael Belliard! And Mike Lavalier, a slow man, couldn't get the second in time. Incredible play by Belliard. He caught the ball in left field, going away. Jumped in the air and rifled at the second. Lemke got it, and Labaliere is forced at second. How about that strike for an off balance stroke, Jerry? Unbelievable! The defense has been incredible in this ball game. Jose lead out on a brilliant play by Raphael Belliard, and now coming on to hit. Is that Lloyd? No, Kurt Wilkerson is stepping in there. He's going up against the right-handed John Smoltz. He's batting for Mason. What a play by Raphael Belliard for the second out. There's a foul back off the bat. So Kurt Wilkerson fouls the first pitch back. Wilkerson has been used only as a pinch hitter in the series. And had a chance to really get his feet wet. Here's the one-strike pitch. Ground ball foul on the first base side. Wilkerson is 0 for 3 as a pinch hitter. That's all he has done. When sizing up these two teams against the Twins in the World Series, Jerry, I think the Twins will have the better of it from the bench standpoint. They have a great pinch hitter left-handed batter and Randy Bush. They're certainly going to have a rested pitching staff, obviously. Plus, in the National League City, Chili Davis will be available because he won't be used as a designated hitter in the middle three games two-strike pitch. Well, all the American League clubs are pretty much geared to that designated hitter, and usually he's a guy that comes off the bench and hits for power. How about the... Uh players in the American League, like your own uh, Frank Thomas was great. Frank Thomas, I was about to ask about him. Uh, he, he's really something, isn't he? He is a great young man, and he put up super numbers this year, hitting better than 30 home runs, over 100 runs batted in. We're going to miss by Wilkerson. He's gone and that is all for the Pittsburgh Pirates and Raphael Belliard, the culprit for the Bucs in this one. With that brilliant play to get Lavallier at second base. At the seven full innings of play, it's still Atlanta 4, Pittsburgh nothing. Let's pause 10 seconds for stations to identify themselves on the CBS radio network. NFL, the Chicago Bears, blank Green Bay Packers 10-0. National Hockey League, Bob Aries, three goals, carries the Penguins over the Islanders 8-5. Details later on WFAN New York. Jerry Coleman, John Rooney in Pittsburgh. The Pirates are calling on their fourth pitcher of the game. John Smiley went two-thirds of an inning. Bob walked four and a third. Smiley allowed three runs, walked one run. Roger Mason worked two scoreless innings, allowing one hit, no walks, or strikeouts. And now Stan Belinda is appearing in his third ballgame. He has worked three innings with a 1-0 record. No hits, no runs, a walk, and two strikeouts. Stan Belinda will pitch to Brian Hunter, Greg Olson, and Mark Lemke in the eighth inning, Jerry. Well, of all the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, men coming out of the bullpen, Belinda has the fire. He's got the firepower. Good, hard fastball. And he's going to be facing Brian Hunter to start. Greg Olson after him, then Mark Lempke. 4-0. Atlanta leads run the eighth inning. Two more innings for Pittsburgh to try to catch up and a couple of innings for the Atlanta Braves to try to get more runs. Belinda is a fourth pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Pitch on the way, and Belinda fires a fastball. Fouled back by Hunter. John Smiley started the game for Pittsburgh and had a terrible outing again. In two-thirds of an inning, gave up three hits and three runs, and that pretty much is a ball game right there. That happened in the first inning. He walked one, he struck out one. Bob Walken, four and a third, gave up two hits and a run. He walked three, struck out three. Roger Mason, two innings, one hit, no runs, a walk and no strikeouts, and now Stan Belinda, the right-hander. Curveball hit high in the air behind third, going back into shallow left field is Jay Bell. Coming on is Barry Bonds, who takes it away for the first out, and Hunter's gone on the eighth inning, one up and one down. With Hunter's stolen base, it's a new National League Championship Series record for most stolen bases in a series by both clubs at 16, beating the 15 the Mets and Dodgers had in 1988. And with Pittsburgh's 35th National League Championship Series game, that's a new record, passing the Dodgers, who played in 34 in seven series. Belinda now going after Greg Olson, who singled, popped to center, struck out, and the pitch is on the corner for a strike. Belinda has what you would call a 90-plus mile-an-hour fastball. If he gets it in the spot, he sort of side wheels to the right-hand batters. Rather tough to follow. The star of the game right now, Brian Hunter, a two-run homer in the first and a double that drove in the third run for him in the fifth inning. And the fourth run. For the Atlanta Braves. One ball, one strike, one down. And Atlanta wins tonight. Jerry gives the NL West four straight flags. Well, the World Series is just around the corner, and the Braves are creeping up on it. Here's a one-one pitch. There's a looping foul on the right side, a ball and two strikes. St. Louis was the most recent East team to win the National League pennant, nineteen eighty-seven. The Dodgers won in eighty-eight, the Giants in eighty-nine, the Reds last year. Here comes Greg Olson waiting now. A one-ball, two-strike pitch. Don't forget, Saturday at 8.07 Eastern Daylight Time, game one of the World Series from Minnesota. Call, still call that place the Homer Dome? The Metro Dome. Metro, well, yeah, but I mean, the balls fly out of there, you know. Now, yeah, see, that's the, the brainwashing you get over in the National League, Jerry. My goodness. I saw that park. I could hit a home run on that park On one of my better days. If you're batting left-handed, it's uh, a... <laughs> It's a better, easier poke that is to right field than down the left field line. You know the best thing about that park? It's inside it's got a cover on it. <laughs> That's right. At <laughs> this time of year, anyway. Three and two of the count. I'm telling you, the National League winner won't think so. The first couple of ball games with all the noise in that place. And it's hard to find. Isn't that a, a the sort of a light covered uh, dome that makes it hard for the outfielders to pick up the ball? Very tough to get used to, even for those American League teams coming in there two times a year. Greg Olson now is the count, three balls, two strikes, with one down and nobody on in the eighth inning. Braves leading four to nothing. A stumble into the fourth pitch for Pittsburgh deals, and there's another foul back. So Belinda doesn't get cute. He just reaches back and fires a fastball, especially when he's in a three-two count or behind in the count. He doesn't want to get tricky. He'll throw a curveball if he has the edge in this strike situation, like one ball, two strikes. But when he's behind or even, he goes with that fastball. Now, Jerry, in the early going of the Metrodome, it was the Homer Dome before they put the air conditioning in. It would really get hot in there, and the ball would jump out. And they've also extended a curtain in right field to make the fence higher from the right field line over into deep right center. And it's a good hitter's park, is what it is. Kirby Puckett likes to hit there because he has a nice background, and, uh, and many hitters who come into the Dome like it. Uh, of course, you get an argument from some others in the American League, but it has been a great hitter's park, especially for the Twins, who had the best home record in baseball in 87 and put together a great record this season in winning the American League. Three balls, two strikes, one down, as Olson waits. And a pitch by Belinda coming up, almost hit him. It's inside, ball four, and down to first base he heads. So Greg Olson gets a one-out base on balls here in the eighth inning and that'll bring up Mark Lemke, the switcher. He'll be up there left-handed. Lemke has bounced to short, to second and got a base on ball if it is the Braves Jerry I'll really be interested to see how the twins hitters handle these good Braves pitchers sometimes when you take them out of their natural habitat, shall we say, it's hard to work. And they may have a little bit of a shock going into the Metrodome in Minnesota. That's a tough park to play in because of the noise reaction. It's funny. In 87, the Twins had a shot going to St. Louis to Bush Stadium. Pitch on the way to Lemke. Hit high near to left field. Barry Bonds drifting toward the line. Back about 10 steps. Waits forward. Grabs it. And holding at first base is Greg Olson for the second out here in the eighth inning. Two down, runner at first, that'll bring up Raphael Belliard. The 87 series marked the only time a team won the World Series by winning all of its home games. That was amazing. The Cardinals won their three at home, and uh, Twins won their four, the first two and the last two at home. And it was quite a unique thing. And although the Cardinals players tried to discount it, I think it was a major factor in the fact that the Twins just blew them away. Got a better ball club this year in Minnesota than then? I think so. Tom Kelly thinks so. Okay, well, he's the guy I don't know. Here's a pitch on the way to Belliard. It's a curve outside for ball one. This team gets along as well as that team did in 1987. But that was wild. That team only won 85 games to win the division. Lost the last five before going to the Lake yeah. Championship Series and then beat Detroit in five games and then beat St. Louis in the full seven. We got uh, Gumby has found its way onto the field in right field for the second or third day. Has removed very rapidly. One of the things that happens when you get a pitcher on the mound who's concentrating on whatever rhythm he has or the count of the sequence, and you get something like that, it really stops the flow, and it's hard for the pitcher to pick it up again. So Belinda now will go after Raphael Belliard with a 1-0 count, two down, a runner first base. And the batter behind Belliard is John Smoltz. Here's the pitch by Belinda. Inside, Two balls and no strikes. A key deal for the Twins since 1987 was the Frank Viola trade. Getting David West, Rick Aguilera coming over from the New York Mets. And Aguilera has been a, a great stopper. And then Kevin Taffany was very big down the line in the second half of the season, helping the Twins win. are takes a strike two and one. and So all three are on the roster, Jerry, with Viola going over to the Mets to leave the Mets, I understand, according to the paper reports. But Aguilera, now, what did he say, 46? He's up there in the 40 someplace. We got a number on him? Yeah, he did a pretty good one. job. I know Lee Smith had 46 in the national. Here's a pitch on the way now, and Belliard takes it for a strike. Two and two. Two balls, two strikes. We are in. The top of the eighth inning, 4-0 Atlanta. Pittsburgh has six outs to try to turn this around. The 2-2 pitch as Belinda fires away, and Belliard loops it on the right field side into the seats and out of play down by the bullpen. Two balls and two strikes. Aguilar had 42. Brian Harvey of California saved 46, Uh, and Eckersley was in between of 43. Harvey came from nowhere. Didn't he have a year? Boy, he had a great year. He hit... The batters tell me, Jerry, that Harvey's hard forkball, that hard split-finger pitch, is about as tough as any pitcher to hit. All right, two balls, two strikes, two down, runner at first base. Belinda again. He is the fourth pitcher for Pittsburgh, trying to hold things in, and there's a foul back again by Belinda. I'll tell you, Raphael Bellyard has taken some pretty good cuts up there. He got himself a base hit in the sixth inning. He bounced a second in the fourth and a short in the second. He is four for 19 in this playoffs. So in the playoffs, Beliard doing himself pretty good. He is not a big hitter; doesn't hit for power. But that play that he made that knocked off Lavalier at second base—who knows what that might have saved? Here's Belinda again, and the 2-2 delivery drive foul again. So Belliard and Belinda are playing quite a game out there. This has been an exciting series. This game, along with the first game, probably the least exciting at this moment of the seven games. Because that one ten three 3 game still had a lot of excitement yeah. when the Pirates loaded the bases. And the home run came after that. A base hit there could have brought the Bucks right back into it. Here's a 2-2 delivery again as Belinda delivers, and there's a foul back again by Belliard and Belinda having a little contest up there. Mono-mono, one-on-one to see what can happen. Two balls, two strikes. Something that's as interesting to me as the Twins winning all their home games to win the World Series is the fact that the Twins went from last place last year to first won the American League and the Atlanta Braves are about to do the same thing coming from the NL West to the National League pennant and on into the World Series. And the amazing part has never been done before. And twice in one year. Pitch on the way down to Billiard high and outside, three and two. From last to first, never happened The Twins did it first. Braves trying to match that one and go into the World Series. Don't forget Saturday night, 8 7 Eastern time on the CBS Radio Network. We'll be with you with all the action. Johnny Bench, Vince Scully, and John Rooney will tell you what's going on. Three and two of the count. There goes the runner. Outside ball four, and Belliard gets a walk. Second walk given up by Belinda, that'll bring up John Smoltz. you got the right man coming up if you're the Pittsburgh Pirates. you got the pitcher coming up against a hard-throwing right-hander with runners at first and second, two down in the eighth inning. Smoltz walked, struck out, laid down a sacrifice bunt. Well, National League fans will be familiar with Chili Davis, who played with the Giants. Shane Mack, who played with their Padres. Mike Pagliarulo, who before playing with the Padres was with the Yankees, but he did have a stint with San Diego. Small right, Sweets on the pitch, a fastball inside ball on Belinda. Now getting a little bit erratic out there, can't find the plate, and the ball. He goes out to talk to him. Another player is Brian Harper, who was with these Pittsburgh Pirates, St. Louis Cardinals, among others, and he hit better than 300 for the Minnesota Twins. Newcomer though is Chuck Knoblock, real yeah. feisty second baseman, uh, top contender for American League Rookie of the Year. Played in Double A a year ago bad to make that uh, jump over triple-A ball right into the big leagues and have a spanking season. Boy, he's done a great job. But he fit right in, right along with Jack Morris and Chili Davis, three huge additions to the Twins club from a year ago. Here's the pitch on the way to Smoltz, and it's outside, too. Now, the reason we're spending some time talking here is that Belinda's taking a lot of time in between pitches. He's been very erratic. He's walked two men, and now he falls behind Smoltz, 2-0. and oh behind Smoltz is Keith Mitchell. He'll be batting for Lonnie Smith. Went into the ballgame defensively. He'll be up for the first time in the eighth inning if he gets up for the ninth inning. As a fastballer finds the plate, this time to Smoltz and the count. Two balls, one strike. I heard some people today talking about a possible sweep of the Twins. One thing I think that will keep it from being a sweep, and that's the composure of Steve Avery. Boy, isn't he something? And the 2-1 delivery. Swung on a miss, two and two. So Bill Landrum, a right-hander, and Bob Patterson, a left-hander, are going in the Pittsburgh bullpen. In fact, tonight, from the very first inning, except for a couple of middle innings when Walk was in there, they've had people in the bullpen all night long, and still they're trailing four to nothing. They've got two more at-bats in the eighth and ninth innings to try to make it up. Swing and a miss by Smoltz, and that's all. Belinda blows it by him. Atlanta's gone after seven and a half innings of play. Atlanta four, Pittsburgh nothing. Well, Jerry Coleman, the line for the Wizard of Oz. There's no place like home, but you couldn't sell that to either one of these teams with Atlanta losing a couple of games at Fulton County Stadium. And the Pirates are in danger of dropping the last two here and dropping the National League flag to Atlanta. You know what it really says right now, looking at uh, John Smoltz out there coming out for the eighth inning, is that pitching so dominates the game. It's incredible. You get an Avery and a Smoltz, and Pittsburgh has not scored. In the last 16 innings in these last two games here in Pittsburgh, they've been closed out completely. Overall, right. that's 25 scoreless innings at Three River Stadium for the Pirates, 20 overall. Wow. Here's Orlando set stepping in, one for three, going after John Smoltz. Bucks trying to get on the board any way they can to pitch. It's a fastball, it's high for ball one. In the bullpen for the Atlanta Braves, Mike Stanton, the left-hander, and the right-hander Orlando or the Alejandro Pena are going a mile a minute, just in case. This is the inning that manager Bobby Cox wants from his right-hander. 2-0 the count out of her set. Now, Jerry, if the Pittsburgh Pirates are to come back and win the National League flag, Ray Miller used to be the pitching coach and the manager of the Minnesota Twins. He knows all about that, though. Here's a 2-0 pitch coming up, and it's in there for a strike. Bobby Cox, the manager of the Atlanta Braves, would feel very, very easy going into the ninth inning with a four-run lead. But if they have that lead here in the eighth, it's going to be tighter. There's a drive into center field. Coming on fast as Gant, holding his ground now. He grabs it for the out. And Merced has hit the ball on the button four times tonight. Man, he's hit the ball hard. This time into the waiting glove of Ron Ganton in center field, a rocket that was out. He has a one for four to show for it. Dave Bell steps in, singled at his first at bat, then struck out in the third and the fifth inning. So there's one down. The last half of the eighth inning. Bell the batter, and here's Smoltz into the windup. And a pitch. Outside for the fastball. Still good stuff. It's a matter of whether he can control that stuff. Smoltz has struck out seven. He's given up four hits and no runs thus far. Here's the pitch on the way and Smoltz watches that one sail outside. It's 2-0 as John just couldn't find the corner. Jay Bell standing in there ahead in the count, 2-0. Second batter in a row that Smoltz has gone 2-0. And Smoltz right now appears to be rushing a little bit instead of just getting that nice easy tempo. He's trying to go at those hitters too quickly. Here's a 2-0 pitch fired on the way and it's 3-0 outside. the big guys are coming up. And Bell has had a good series at the plate, Jerry. 11 hits in 28 at-bats. Three balls, no strikes. Bell waits. Pitch on the way. In there for a strike. Three and one. Right now, Smoltz would do well just to throw fastballs down the middle and make Bell hit the ball rather than put them on. The 3-1 delivery. Smoltz kicks, deals, and the pitch is in there. Strike two, and that's what he's doing. Smoltz, who went 3-0, and Jay Bell now closes the gap to 3-2. Bell digging in, straight up and down stance. Smoltz is ready. The right-hander into the windup. Here's the pitch coming up, and there's a ground ball in the hole. Belliard can't handle it. It goes into left field for a base hit. Base hit number 12 for Jay Bell in the series. Now a long ball, and that lead is cut in half, Jerry guys are coming in Andy Van Slyke Bobby Bonilla Barry Bond and the Pittsburgh fans once again on their feet trying to pull their guys across the board let's see what happens Van Slyke line deep to right field flew out deep to center field Bounced to first at first base, Jay Bell with Hunter playing behind him They pitch on the way by Smoltz. Curveball in there for strike one. The line score, Atlanta four runs, six hits, and one error. The Pirates no runs, five hits, and no errors. Outfield swings right, waiting. Infield the same. They're not playing... In double play depth at all, they want to get one out at a time. Here's the pitch on the way to Van Slag. Ground ball foul. Kicks off into the stands on the count. No balls at two strikes. In this case, manager Bobby Cox said, okay, get back, guys. Never mind a double play. Let's get one out at a time. So the infield playing way back, way out of double play position first baseman Hunter playing behind the runner Jay Bell at first and the third baseman Pendleton off the line and behind the bag by 10 feet here's the two-strike pitch big curve is outside one ball two strikes as like came so close to making it a 3 3 game in the first inning hitting it to the wall caught by justice against the wall in right field now fighting to get rid of this eighth inning. If he can do it, he's into the set position. Kicks and delivers. Foul back and Vance Slyke caught on the fist. Got a piece of it and that was it. I was mentioning to Ray Miller, he came to Minnesota as manager of the Twins from a pitching coach job with Baltimore and then came over here as pitching coach. So he has experience with the Dome. Doug Grabeck was a pitcher with the Yankees before coming to the Pirates. So... Boy, it's going to be interesting starting Saturday night. And right now the Braves have the edge 4-0. nothing. right, Smoltz at the set again. Pitch on the way to Van Slyke. Swung on and missed, and he struck him out. Wow. A big strikeout for John Smoltz on a slider. He gets Andy Van Slyke, and here comes Bobby Benia. Got him on a pitch in the dirt. That's eight strikeouts for John Smoltz. So Van Slyke is gone. Here's Benia stepping in. Two down, runner at first base. Bobby Benio, 0 for 3. Left-hand hitter, a switch hitter, batting left-handed against the right-handed Smolz. Takes high and outside for ball one. Smolz trying to come up with a complete game victory if he can do it. Braves lead 4 nothing. two out, last half of the eighth inning. Runner at first base, Bonilla waits in the pitch. A little bit low. Two balls and no strikes. And the Pirates are down to four outs left. This has been one of the truly great series in National League Championship play. Outstanding. Tight games, four of them, had just sitting on the edge of your seats all night long, and before this is over, who knows? Here's a 2-0 pitch coming up. It's on the way, and Benilla hits it into right center field, going back to the second baseman. Lemke over the shoulder, can't get it. It drops the over his head into right field. And the ball is thrown away, but out to grab it as Smoltz. They're runners at first and third. Two down. Here comes the man who's been shackled all through the series, Barry Bonds. If there was ever a time for Barry Bonds to do something big for the Pirates, this has to be it. So Bonds, who has been just stymied throughout this entire series has four hits in 26 trips, and no RBIs is stepping up. Oh, could he change the complexion of this game, Jerry? Clowns with the power. 25 home runs, 116 RBIs this year waiting. Here's Smoltz in the pitch. High fly ball, left center field. A routine play for Keith Mitchell, rather, backing up he's entered, he grabs it for the out. So Bonds is gone, and so is Pittsburgh. After eight full innings of play, Atlanta four, Pittsburgh nothing. We'll be back in just a moment. I'm Jerry Coleman along with John Rooney, and John Rooney now heading downstairs, and he's heading obviously for the Atlanta clubhouse in the event that the Braves hang on to win this. They're leading four to nothing, opening up the ninth inning with Keith Mitchell, then Terry Pendleton and Ron Gant against Stan Belinda. And coming on to hit for the Pittsburgh Pirates in the last half of the ninth inning, their last gasp will be Steve Bouchel, Mike LaVoglia, and Jose Lynn. They are the scheduled hitters. And right now, Stan Belinda will try to hold the Atlanta Braves here in the ninth inning, but the big story is, can Pittsburgh score four runs to tie it and five to win it with one inning to go? It looks as though the Atlanta Braves are about to be crowned the 1991 National League champions to play the Minnesota Twins starting Saturday night. 8.07 8.07 Eastern Daylight Time in Minnesota on the CBS Radio Network. All right, here's Keith Mitchell up for the first time in the ball game. Went in defensively for Lonnie Smith and swings and misses. Strike one. Four nothing. Braves lead the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Pirates. Slowly, slowly fading away here. Here's the one-strike pitch going and a miss. No balls, two strikes. Braves got three runs in the first inning, one on the fifth. And Pittsburgh had a threat going in the first and one on the fourth. And that's just about been it. No balls, two strikes. And the pitch on the way to Mitchell. And there's a looping pop-up on the first base side over to Triford to Merced. And he can't get to it. About five rows deep. Defensively, Steve Buschel at third, Jay Bell at shortstop. The second baseman, Jose, leaned. Orlando Merced at first base, Mike LaVallier, the catcher. In the outfield, left to right is Barry Bonds, Sandy like in center, and Bobby Bonilla in right field. And on the mound, the fourth Pittsburgh pitcher, Stan Belinda. John Smiley, the pitcher of record for Pittsburgh. John Smoltz, the pitcher of record for Atlanta. Two-strike pitch coming up. Curve is outside. And two strikes. It all started in early March with the spring exhibition games, actually, in the, about late February when they started their training. And here we are now in mid October, a little past mid October. And it is about to end in the national leg as Mitchell just struck out on a fastball. Second strikeout for Stan Belinda. happened if you look at it. They came down to the wire here and one game one game decided who was going to be the winner. They came into this game tied at three apiece and right now the Atlanta Braves have a monstrous edge. They lead four to nothing in the ninth inning. Terry Pendleton one for four. Fouls the first pitch back strike one. You Almost get the feeling that the hitters <laughs> where the Braves are trying to get out so they can get rid of that bottom of the ninth inning and win this championship. Two-thirds of an inning. Three hits, three runs. The big blow, the two-run homer by Brian Hunter. Bob Walk, four and a third, two hits and a run. The double by Brian Hunter drove in the fourth run. A total of three for him. He's just a kid. Played only half a year. Roger Mason, two innings, one hit, no runs. And now Stan Belinda pitching into a second inning. No hits. Struck out two and walked two. And there's a swing and a miss by Pendleton. One ball, two strikes. At third base, Jimmy Williams, and down to first base, Pat Corrales for the Atlanta Braves. And a pitch by Belinda. Pendleton takes it high. Umpire chief and the senior man of this umpiring group behind the plate Doug Harvey at first base, Frank Pulley, Vaina the Muth at second, Eric Gregg at third, Bob Davidson on the left field line, and on the right field line, Bruce Fremming. And the pitch on the way to Pendleton, foul back again. Belinda with a good fastball. Doesn't have a lot of uh, deception, just throws it hard. And today, the second anniversary of the San Francisco earthquake. Oakland was at the Giants' candlestick park when the earthquake hit at 5.04 Pacific time. Thank you, Norman Beer. I wasn't there, so I didn't know exactly what it happened, but Norman was there. Shaken by the effects, there's a foul back by Pendle, and the count stays at two and two. Two balls, two strikes. Pittsburgh, with the best record in all of baseball, won 98 games. Atlanta won 94 games, and they are very close to walking away with a National League pennant to face the Minnesota Twins on the World Series. Saturday night starting at 8.07 Eastern Time on the CBS Radio Network. Hope you can join us. 2 2 pitch. Drive into left field. Well hit. Going back as Barry Bonds. He grabs it for the second out. And you'll hear the broadcasting genius of uh, Vince Scully, Johnny Bench, and our own John Rooney in that uh, World Series after. Two up, two down, ninth inning. That'll bring on Ron Gant. Gant hit a sacrifice fly to drive in the first run for Atlanta. Singled. Got a base on ball scored on the double by Brian Hunter and then hit a line shot into center field on a great play by Andy Van Slyke on a slide into right center. The pitch by Belinda. Curveball outside. Bob Patterson throwing in the bullpen for Pittsburgh and obviously if. Atlanta got something going and there was a left-hand hitter up there, he'd be brought in. Managers never quit, and Jim Leland certainly does. On a tough pill for him to swallow, he lost last year against Cincinnati, and it looks like he's going to go down again, this time against the Atlanta Braves. Two balls, no strikes. Belinda fires, and Gant takes it inside. 3-0. and Belinda doesn't hold runners on very well. If Gant gets there, he might try for his eighth stolen base in the series. He's got seven already, including one tonight. And the pitch on the way to Gant. In there, three and one. Two down, ninth inning. Looking ahead to the Pirate, bottom of the ninth inning. Steve Bouchel, Mike Lavalier, Jose Lean are the scheduled hitters. Three and one. Missed three and two. Ron Gantt trying to close out this championship series with a base hit. Gant moving back in. This year, Gantt was the big power guy. 32 homers, 105 RBIs. Nobody on the Braves hit that many or drove in that many. Although David Justice, who missed two months, had quite a year. 21 homers, 87 RBIs a hard shot off the glove of Belinda, out to the second baseman, Jose Lean, and he makes the play to first, and it goes 1-4-3 for keeping book. After eight and a half innings of play, going into that bottom of the ninth inning, the final gasp for the Pittsburgh Pirates of Atlanta Braves lead, four to nothing.
2: Yesterday, Tommy Logan wore prison stripes. Today, Tommy Logan wears pinstripes. Yesterday, Tommy Logan was up the river. Today, it's the Riviera, or anywhere a palace hotel has a security problem. Yesterday, Tommy Logan had no chance with the beautiful Christy Cooper. Today, he still has no chance with the beautiful Christy Cooper. Yesterday, Tommy Logan was under lock and key. Today, Tommy Logan is the palace guard. Keep your eyes on the palace guard. A special two-hour world
1: premiere, Friday on CBS. If you visit just about any construction site in this country, you can see for yourself that while the guys may have different colored lunch boxes. Most of them use Makita Blue Power Tools. That's because Makita Power Tools bring you a complete line of corded and cordless tools with enough power and torque to handle virtually any job. Makita Power Tools are the choice of professionals. They deliver superior performance and reliability. Look for your local Makita dealer in the Yellow Pages. Makita, it's all the power you need.
2: My dad had one. He was a really big four-wheeling kind of guy. Really? Yeah, I was kind of a daddy's girl. Uh He'd take me fishing and hunting. now you drive
1: a Jeep Wrangler, too? Yeah. So you're still kind of outdoorsy. Well,
2: I still hunt and fish. You do? Not quite the same way. Well, now I fish for compliments. (laughs) Always hunting for men. uh, (laughs) Trust me. Mm -hmm. With the looks I get with this Wrangler, it is A1 perfect
1: for the chase. (laughs) Jeep Wrangler. Another advantage from your Jeep and Eagle dealer. Jeep is a
2: registered trademark of Chrysler Corporation.
0: Remember when futurists talked about the four-day week and wondered what we'd do with all that leisure time? Well, the last Futurist died in his sleep waiting for a car loan at some bank or credit union. He should have seen the future. GM. With GMAC, you can lease or finance that new Chevrolet, Pontiac, Oldsmobile, Buick, Cadillac, or GMC truck right at your GM dealers without waiting in line. Now that's as close to leisure as you're going to get. Nobody wants to get you into your new GM car or truck faster than GMAC.
1: It is the final gasp of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Steve Bouchel, Mike Lavalier, Jose Lean coming on. Bottom of the ninth inning. Atlanta leads 4 nothing. It's John Rooney, I know you're down at the clubhouse. What's going on down there right now? Well, right now, we're getting things set up for a celebration, but there's still out, three outs to go for the Pirates, Jerry. It's all set in the Atlanta clubhouse, but mobile enough to get out of here fast in case Pittsburgh turns it around. Well, if Pittsburgh does turn it around, it'll be the biggest shock in history, and there'll be a lot of dejected Atlanta Braves who are hoping to make this the big one. As John? Smoltz comes out to close out the bottom of the ninth inning and Steve Bouchel, the first batter. So, John Rooney, hang on. We'll be down to get you as soon as this one is over. Steve Bouchel steps in there, struck out twice, popped the first, and he takes in side ball one. And in the bullpen, once again, it's Mike Stanton, the left-hander, and the right-hander, Alejandro Pena, going for Atlanta just in case. Smoltz went eight and a third the last time out, then gave ground. Here's a 1-0 pitch. And that ball missed by a wide margin. Two and zero the count. Defensively, Terry Pennell in the third base comes in and has a chat with the young right-handed John Smoltz, who's only 24 years old, and he is trying to pitch the pennant clincher. He's got a 4-0 lead, needs three outs to make it work. That shortstop, Raphael Belliard, a brilliant play that helps the Atlanta Braves stay where they are. At second base, Mark Lemke. At first base, Brian Hunter. And the pitch now to Bouchelle is in there. Two balls, one strike. The catcher, a giant, has been Greg Olson. He's behind the plate. The outfield left to right. Keith Mitchell on left. Ron Gannon center. David Justice and right. There's a swing and a miss by Buschel. It's two balls and two strikes. Two and two of the count. Smoltz looking in. Sign goes down. The 2-2 delivery on the way to Buschel. Swing and a miss and a breaking ball. Strike three. Oh, apparently a foul tip that was dropped. So we'll try it again. And it looked as though the ball was caught, and apparently not. It must have bounced before it got into the glove of Greg On the foul tip, you got to catch it before it hits the ground. And there, that ball did hit the ground. Good call by Doug Harvey. Here's the next pitch. Fastball foul back. Two balls, two strikes. That's one of the toughest calls for an umpire. A ball in the dirt when he's blinded by the catcher. So that's where the first-base umpire and the third-base umpire frequently come into play. Two and two the count. Bouchelle waits. Here's the pitch by Molch. It's a drive into center field. Routine out for Ron Gantt, Waiting for it. Under it. He has it for the first out here in the last half of the ninth inning. And the Atlanta Braves creeping ever closer to the National League flag for 1991. Lavalier steps in Walk Safe on an air Single to Center field He's been on all three times So for Jim Leland If in fact The Braves go on to win As Lavalier takes And hits one On the left side For a foul Strike one If in fact Jim Leland And the Pittsburgh Pirates lose This will be a bitter pill For Leland to swallow For the second year in a row He is a bridesmaid And not a bridegroom Oh man and one strike pitch. Outside. One ball, one strike. Gene Lamont coaching at third base for Pittsburgh over first base, Tommy Sam. A 1-1 pitch. Schmoltz fires and a curveball hit high to the right center side. Not very deep. Coming and calling for it is Justice. He's under it. He grabs it. And now the Atlanta Braves need one out. To wrap up the 1991 National League pennant. Whew. From last to first, following the act of the Minnesota Twins, who went from last to first in the American League. It was never done before. And now here come the Braves right after them. Last to first in the National League for a first ever. Smoltz is ready. Leaned weights, and the pitch is fouled off by Jose. Things looking rather hopeless and dismal now for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Braves on top, four to nothing. Two out, last half of the ninth inning. Lean waiting as he steps in there. Here's Smoltz, the right hander, going for a complete game win. A swing and a miss by Jose Lean for strike two, and now one strike separates the Atlanta Braves from the National League flag. is ready rocks and deals in the pitch fouled away and lean hanging tough bill balls two strikes two down four nothing atlanta two out. last of the ninth inning and on that atlanta bench you'd think of their grins and giggling they know they got it smoltz ready again here's the pitch coming up and there's a chopper on the first place side brian hunter has it runs to first and the national league pennant belongs to the atlanta braves for nineteen ninety one Bedlam on the field. Woo! Everybody on the Atlanta Ball Club are piling on just about 30 feet to the right of first base, and they're just jumping for joy, the entire ball club. The Atlanta Braves, a bunch of kid pitchers with some power here and there, have closed out the Pittsburgh Pirates
2: to win it. The final score... Atlanta 4, Pittsburgh nothing.